everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 212 for the week of March 3rd, 2012. Ooh, 212 for 2012. I like it. Uh, I'm your host, Chris here, here with a bunch of people from RPG Gamer to bring you the RPG news that you've been hankering for for two weeks. We're off for a week, and I'm so sorry to leave you high and dry. But in return for your patience, I have brought with me Mr. Michael Tidwell. That would be me. Mr. Emmanuel Marino. Hey, Michael. How's it going? Yeah, pretty good. How's it going? Pretty good. Mr. John, That's you're good. with? I'm falling off mountains. Oh, well, you should probably stop that. And finally, hopefully you're there to catch him, Alex Fuller. Hello. Hello. Hey, how's it going, man? Yeah, not too bad. Cool. Well, <laughs> been a good week. Uh, see you guys next time. Bye-bye. All right, All bye. Right. Nice. Bye-bye. <laughs> cool. We should do that one week just to troll people. Well, they might not well now that you pull them, we can't. Yeah. Yeah, way to go, Chris. Oh. Jeez. Wait, why can't we? Wouldn't it be even more infuriating since we knew they know and we did it anyway? So we know Only that they, they know that we know? about it yes. first. Oh, I'm confused. If now. they complained about it first, then we get to do it. I'm very confused now. I can um, tell. I thought I was the one who hadn't slept. <laughs> I slept. I overslept. So I'm oh, I need you. to parse my Facebook request. <laughs> you have to what? Never Facebook mind. request? You don't look at Facebook. Um, never mind. <laughs> what does that mean? Nothing. I'm going Michael's. Uh, oh, look at that. Let's see. Last updates from Michael on Facebook was December 16th, 2011. <laughs> <laughs> was it something snide about Facebook? Links in the email, something about a game zone. Oh, the, the PSN wallet balance phishing email scheme that, they, that was happening in December. You commented on the story from gamezone.com. And then before that was your birthday. Yay! <laughs> the only time you <laughs> so that's news. Fascinating. Yes. That's what I do on Facebook. Nothing. Oh, that's Aaron's middle name. Interesting. I didn't know that. Cool. Inside fascinating baseball. It is inside super. Hey, baseball comes out next week. MLB 12, the show. Yeah. I'm scared. Hmm. I'm not sure the Mariners are any good. But they did hit four home runs yesterday. And I was telling people that I think I watched Mariners for a week last season and they didn't hit four home runs. So, pretty excited. Hmm. Hmm. Because your team's boring Yay. or what? <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. You were talking about my <clears throat> team? Yeah, your team. What What about him? Did Fielder find a home yet? Prince Fe- Oh, is he not going to be on the team anymore? He was like the hottest free agent, and he still, I don't think he's still signed anywhere. Oh. I should check that. I don't know. Um, I know the guy who took the photos of the, the of Miller Park, which is where the Brewers play. He took the photos yeah. of that stadium for them to use in the game. Uh, uh-huh. he's, he's actually Glenn, the guy we worked with for uh, Extra Life this year. Um, anyway, so the, over at PS3 Nation, psnation.com. So he, uh, I was watching, he's got an early copy of the game for review, but he's put up screenshots, and I thought it was appropriate because he, uh, he had the Brewers at Houston, and they were losing 5-0. So, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that looks like all the Brewers games that I actually go to, and it made me very sad. Oh, they always sorry. lose whenever I go. Even He's though they did well last year. He's a tiger now. Who? Oh, Prince Fielder? 
Yep. Well, that's, that sucks. No more dream seasons. You're useless now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so much of that. It was fun last year. All right, so people hate baseball. Let's talk about, like, what do people in English watch? Quidditch, is right? Is that it? Cricket. Cricket. That's, Quidditch, that's all cricket, baseball equipment. Oh, but nobody understands no, no, the rules no. of critic, right? Cricket, right? Yeah, but no one in the UK understands the rules of baseball. So. Ah, so it's even. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. See, I didn't think the baseball that's... rules were that hard, but I guess I could be wrong. Oh, it's not that hard if you grow up in a city that plays it all yeah, the time. Is it? What's complicated about cricket? I don't know, man. There's like, there's, there's like a pole and a bat and running it's around foreign, the line and Quinn. stuff. That's the correct answer. Oh, it's really foreign. Crazy. Don't make us get the, the description of it. Well, what about what about like um, you know, is 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 it just me or is uh, rugby also hard to understand? No, just you. No, that's just all me? American football equipment. It really is just the same. Pretty, okay. pretty much. Okay. Is it Americans like to play their own game? Their own games. That's the thing. <laughs> that's Where, right. Like, we said. Rugby is popular yeah. in in the UK and popular in Australia. British oppressors don't give us your sports. Is that the idea? No, not at all. It, well, and cricket's popular in India and also the UK and soccer is the world's it's game. Oh, excuse me. Football much. is the world's game. Football is the world's game now? Okay. Now. It always has been. Wait, no. Oh, you mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> you mean football. You mean football. football. Oh, okay. Yeah, I that's why I meant, corrected myself. I thought you meant football. <clears throat> I didn't know you meant football. So, I, sorry. Because we're the only people in the world to say, no, no, that's called soccer. What yeah, do you guys, yeah. what is you, the rest <laughs> also, of the world are like, crazy? Uh, well, I prefer handing. Are we an RPG webcast? You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we should probably talk about some feedback from last show. Um, oh, where's my feedback? Oh, 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 here it is. Right here. I had oh, a little mini, mini panic there. From from Isaiah. Hey, RPG cast, this is Isaiah. I know it wasn't a topic on the podcast discussion two weeks ago, but I just wanted to know what handheld system is worth a buy, the PSP or the 3DS? They both have pretty good RPGs from what I've seen, but is there a clear winner in terms of the amount of three and a half and f- out of five games and up? Well, this sounds like a question for, for Max Storm. <laughs> if each of the members of the panel could give their opinions, I would be very grateful. I was also wondering if you could please answer the second half of my post from three weeks ago. <laughs> what did you guys think of Final Fantasy thirteen, and would you recommend thirteen too? We answered that. I, I like thirteen, and I like thirteen too. What about you, Mike? I like thirteen more than thirteen too, but that doesn't mean I dislike thirteen too. Okay. Um... All right, so what 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 handheld system is worth a buy? PSP or 3DS? Why would you buy a PSP right now? Because it's the only time you can see him on the bus anymore. But it's the bus. But the Vita's out. I know that's that's the fun thing. I didn't see anyone with a PSP like ever. And Jeff said the same thing. It was like as soon as the Vita comes out, suddenly there are PSPs on buses again. Oh, okay. Like, uh, so the reason to buy a PSP yeah. is a you want to take advantage of cheap UMD games, right? Mm-hmm. And or you already have an old collection, and you just don't have the money for a Vita, and the PSP will be really cheap used, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think if you want to get into RPGs, there's so many good RPGs to catch up on the PSP, like Trails in the Sky and all the Ease games. That seems like the the choice to make, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it, well it's given his choices are PSP and 3DS. Oh, it depends if he has a DS or not. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming he does since he says 3DS. Yeah, but if, if he, he does, doesn't, probably not. Should he go with the DS, the 3DS, so he can play all the DS RPGs? Well, there's if not he does too get much PSP. on 3DS, it is there? Well, but no, but so you think he should just get a regular DS? 
No. No. Okay. I think if you get a PO, you might want to consider getting some games digitally so that when you do eventually go to a Vita, those games will come with you. I, I agree. Uh, I, I'm The only reason not to would be is if he's getting them for like a buck or two because they're old UMBs mm. or something. But I don't know that you're going to get the RPGs for that cheap, though. <laughs> Yeah, the PSP has well. The PSP has games like Crisis Core, Trails in the Sky. It has well, what else? Valkyrie Chronicles Two, uh, uh, Tactics has, Ogre yeah. remake. Yeah, Final Fantasy Tactics remake, which like three cheap. Persona games. Three Persona games. Yeah. It has. If you're into Kingdom Hearts, it's got that that Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep game. Um, and you said Japanese RPGs were dead. Yeah, no go see your best. I guess I'm leaning towards PSP given the type of RPGs that are on it. But yeah. what is what does uh, DS the, have? It has like uh, the 3DS, 3DS doesn't has, have anything. Well, not the 3DS. Of the abyss but, if you're in Europe, that's it. <laughs> well, like the DS Dragon DS Quest. has like Sands of Destruction, all the Dragon, Dragon Quest, Quest games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Historia. Uh, Radiant oh, Historia. On. Okay, Radiant Historia. That's supposed to be really good. Yeah. Golden Sun. Golden Sun still has Pokemon games, guys. Yeah. That's it. I'm sure, but, you know, Pokemon's not really something that he's not aware of. Ooh, someone in the chat room suggesting Infinite Space, yet everyone told me to stop playing Infinite Space. Hmm. We still telling you to play lots of things. Yeah, okay. Star Ocean 1 and 2 are on DS? They're on PSP. Oh, they're on no, PSP. They're on PSP. Okay. Monster Hunter is also on PSP, but that's a very acquired taste. World Ends With You! That's on DS. Yep. Oh, now we've got the see. World ends with you and Radiant Historia. That that's making it competitive. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I got so bored with uh, World ends with you. I'm hoping he already has a DS, so he can just get those games. Yeah, separate. if you have a DS, you do not sold. need a 3DS to play RPGs. That I can tell you. <laughs> Didn't you just buy a DS RPG this this week, Chris? Um, no. Did I? No. No. I, that's Anna's. Actually, she had it shipped to me. Oh. Devil Survivor 2. So that just came out. Devil Survivor yeah, Overclocked came out for 3DS. So if you're into that, you might want to play the 3DS version of that. And then Devil Survivor 2 came out for DS, but that's like it for 3DS yeah. RPGs. Well, you got Tales of the Abyss and... But not here. Overclocked. Uh, it's out in the US. Oh, it is? Oh. Yeah, it came out Tales of the Abyss... Day. I always associated the word Abyss with bad. Is that... That's not a bad Tales game? That's a good no. Tales game? That's a good Tales game. Okay, that's a good Tales game. Okay. Yeah, it's one of one one of the uh, it's one of the good ones. You're confusing it with Tempest. All right. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, Flip a coin. Yeah. I think I'm leaning towards PSP still, just due to the response on our site of tra- to Trails in the Sky. Crisis Core. Yeah, and I think also, I use my PSP more. There's so. also Brave Story. People liked that a lot for PSP. There's Brave Story. There's Crisis Core. There's, there's Jean, Jean Dark. There's. Uh, I mean, there just seems like there's a lot more on PSP right now. I, yeah, I'm think I'm leaning PSP for my personal preferences. Yeah, you've got all the PS1 classics as well, so. Oh, yeah, but you can't play on the Vita yet. Nope. Which seems absolutely strange. Yeah, it, it seems like an artificial limit. Uh, there must, I think that's they're looking into some way to lock it down to prevent piracy. I'm sure. You know, when you design a system with piracy first, this is the kind of crazy stuff that happens. Yeah, and the Vita is a crazy piracy first system. It is insane. You have no access to any of your data on that damn thing. It is so hard to, like, move your save files. You, like, can't. 
you cannot move your save file from one system to another. It's really you know, you know who suffers? Really? Honest quite people easy. who yes. pay re- their hard-earned money. Yes, because <laughs> quite honestly, as soon as there's a hack for the Vita, I will be hacking mine so that I actually have basic access to my system files. <laughs> no, it's just so funny, though, because... <laughs> it just it just doesn't make any logical sense because as soon as you can hack that, the people who who would have will do that and they'll get around it every single time, just like they do with every single piece of hardware in existence. I know this is an old tired no, argument. No, no, it's, you're just, right. yeah. it's just a little frustrating that at this in this day and age, you. Well, Mick points out you could play your PS One classics on your PS Three through remote play. <laughs> That's is, not convoluted not quite at the all. Same. It is not quite the same. <laughs> <laughs> you playing on your Vita? Yeah, but you've got a PS3 and a Vita there, Mick, and that's not quite the same. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I feel the quad peripheral of a PS3 doesn't really count. <laughs> All right. Shoyab writes in. Oh, Shoyab Master says, I really enjoyed the last show, Chris. The current mix of staff is the best it's ever been. Well, thank you. I'm glad somebody likes the current combo. I wanted to ask, Yay. has Anna played Alpha Protocol yet? As I know, she got it for Christmas. I can tell you that she has not. Um, it's a really fun game. The story's easy to get into. The shooting feels good, and the RPG mechanics are engaging. It does have the worst boss battles this side of Deus Ex Human Revolution, but besides that, those, the rest of the game's a blast, and it's fairly short. Um, I agree with the other contributor uh, two weeks ago about giving more time to games you have been playing. Dedicating some of that time to your backlog would be great. Hearing about Manny's recent playthrough of Darksiders was very interesting. Keep no, up the show. It was really interesting. It was uh, apparently that Patrick Klepek guy from uh, from Dragon Bomb was just playing Darksiders for the first time, mm-hmm. just around the same time that I beat mine. And it, I guess he got a lot of people excited to going back and trying Darksiders too. Yeah. He, he was really enjoying it based on what, like, he f- felt the exact same way that I did. He's like, he enjoyed it more than a Skyward Sword in a strange way. So, you know, there you go. Lots of people talk about Darksiders. Now's your chance to play before Darksiders 2 come out. Shoyab gives us a PS. Cat Bailey is good. Don't be too harsh on her. She is one of the few people in the mainstream games press who covers niche RPGs that appeal to us. I guess Don't this week we'll just say get me that's started. It. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. One person, oh, he likes her, and that's all we'll say. Dear RPG Cast team, I love your podcast, so keep up the great work. But why was there no podcast last week? Well, as I told you, I was in Vancouver. Uh, all right, I'm an addict and in desperate need of my drug, the weekly RPG Cast. I like RPGs, but actually play every genre and on every handheld and on every console. My question to all of you now is which RPGs would you recommend? If my favorites so far were Final Fantasy X and Star Ocean until the end of time. Um, hmm, interesting. Hmm. Well, for Final Fantasy X lovers, you usually want to recommend Lost Odyssey, right? Or uh, Digital Devil yeah. Saga 1 and 2. Really? Because that was the Final Fantasy X of the, Me- of the Mega Ten franchise. Okay. I didn't know that. Well, the, the skill system was designed that way. It was a lot more cinematic. Uh, yeah, that was, in a lot of ways, that's the way they can see that, that game. They, you, they were making really sort of obtuse JRPGs, very difficult sort of dungeon crawls and then that's the first time they broke out of that kind of mold before they went on to Persona hmm. even Persona I wouldn't describe as a Final Fantasy X like game so I think that maybe Digital Devil Saga 1 and 2 which is available for download if you're European on PSN yay but so. only if you're European well not yet it will be okay it will be yeah I mean that's my Final Fantasy X uh, recommendation 
So start off from thinking action-oriented sci-fi theme. Yeah, I, I know. Both are, are vaguely science fiction-y RPGs, yeah. right? Yeah, they are. <laughs> Xenoblade, there you go, perfect. Yeah, That's a little different than Star Ocean 2. It's an action-oriented kind of yeah. combat system, right? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, if you want action-oriented like combat, combat, go for the uh, Tales stuff. Yeah, Is that sci-fi? Like, no. like, because it seems like uh, sci-fi is a common theme. I'm not sure how sci-fi Star Ocean 2 was, though. <laughs> it's vaguely... Star I'd say Tales. Pretty, pretty... Hmm. Okay. Uh, where's the, but what games also have crafting in them? Oh my, man! Start till the end of time. The most bizarre crafting system. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> I like how none of us are recommending Star Ocean Four. We're just skating. Star Ocean Four, no. not even a possibility. <laughs> isn't there a Star Ocean Five? Even I can't even remember anymore. There is four, isn't there? <laughs> oh, there's only four. All right. Okay, so Star Ocean Till the End of Time is not the game I'm thinking of. Star Ocean Till the End of Time is the one on PS2. Yes, yeah, Till the End of Time is Star Ocean 3. I have not played that's this one. I have no idea what that's like. It's the one where... Uh, <laughs> no, never mind. It's yeah, the worst Yeah, and just it's the says, twist. SO3 <laughs> is not the one... Oh, that's the one that negates uh, Star Ocean 1 and 2. No, no, it negates the entire universe. And 4. Sweet. And 4. Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it, it single-handedly ruined it the franchise with the dumbest, the dumbest, oh, dumbest twist. plot twist ever. Yeah. Oh, and the final boss is like in, in context is the most ridiculous. You know what? I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it right now, Chris. So you know how terrible it is. Oh. Okay, everyone, right. cover your ears for like a minute. I didn't feel bad spoiling that. It just has a bad twist. But let yeah, let's do a little spoiler warning here. Okay, one minute. Here you go. Okay, it turns out that Star Ocean Three, the entire game, you're in an MMO. And then you break out of the MMO, and then eventually the final boss is you, you, you beat the system admin, and you kill him. Wait, what? The entire Star Ocean franchise takes place within a futuristic MMO, and then the characters from Star Ocean 3 break out of the futuristic MMO and go kill the sysadmin. They break out? Oh, so it's like the world. Yeah. As in they can't yes. get out normal. Oh, my I think God. it's kind of literally called the world, too, or the universe. Uh, Eternal Sphere. What Eternal Sphere. Oh my God. Yeah, there you go. What is the entire world stuck in this MMO or something? No, they just no, no. As in three dimensions, the three dimensional universe is a playground for four dimensional people. Mm. Oh, that's... that's even better. But like, are all the four dimensional people enslaved to this, or is it just, no, no, just no, a no. handful of no, people who it's are just stuck? a bunch of kids? Are like, hey, I recognize you from the MMO. Come over here to my house, and I'll tell you all about how you're fake. Mm. <laughs> they even have a theme park. I recognize you from the MMO. Oh my goodness, you're my favorite character. Wasn't it like a little kid who basically says you're my favorite character wait, wait, from this wait, game? Wait, 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 wait. The characters in the game break free. Like, not players playing those characters, but like the actual yeah. programs? Yes, yeah, the actual digital characters Oh, for break. God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that's why you're so confused, because you never I think, think like... Till, I, thought, I, I still okay. think till the, I think till the end of time, still predates so we're the still, We're still spoilering. Um... Yeah, so, I think that's more in a minute. Then Star Ocean Four. I'll just ask this in as non-spoilery way as, as possible: Is it continuous with that in mind, it's or does a it ignore it's it? It's a prequel. It's a prequel. I think it, okay. Yeah, so it sort of ignores it. Okay. Right, and we'll just. But it's still technically that. MMO universe. Uh, you shouldn't say yeah. that. All right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We've lost uh, that by now. It's gone. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's like if Thrall came to the real world and said, "Hey, how's oh, it going? I'm Thrall." Gosh. 
All right. I'm so glad I didn't play that game. All right. So for Here someone who likes that, um, really, I'm trying to think of games with the worst plot twists ever, actually, is that's what I'm trying to think of. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, did anyone here actually like that twist? I'm not... Well, we is it the obvious thing? If you like that game, actually, you should I be playing all the dot hack games, shouldn't you? I hadn't played Star Ocean 1 or 2 oh, at okay. the time. Right. Due to the fact that they were pretty damn hard to find in, in Europe at the time. But I could see how if you were invested and then you find out that it's like a, a dream within a dream. Well, the, 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 the technically Star Ocean 4 kind of still kind of can slot in because the entire point of the ending of 3 was um, the fact that they achieved, somehow achieved sentience allowed them to kind of continue existing. So yeah, the universe four, was kind of restarted itself. Completely. <laughs> yeah, 4 has ignores 3 pretty much completely. Yeah, we should stop. We, so, guys, we got to stop saying spoilers at this point. Just for fine, next time people. I'll say five minutes. <laughs> yeah, for the sake of people who just skipped for it a little bit. So, um, all right. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, let's see. What in the world? I don't know what to recommend to this person. Because I can't... Xenoblade. Oh, yeah, let's just say Xenoblade. Xenoblade and the last story. Let's just today. assume they're good and you'll be fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Xenia. People have to write into the thread. Go to our thread, board.rpgamer.com. Go to the latest update section, find the the show thread, and post your recommendations for someone who likes Final Fantasy X and Star Ocean to the end of time in that thread. Thank you. All right. Oh, here we go. From Sava, in an email titled, Pigeon RPG, The Pigeoning. Dear RPG cast, I can't think of anything funnier to write about or comment on than the idea that you collectively came up with during the last show in order to secure Kickstart funding. Therefore, a pigeon-based RPG. We'll call it Pigeons of Amager, Pigeons of Amalur Pigeoning. I vouch five bucks to get you guys started, but as a quick warm-up, here's a few questions. How many of you have tried Skylanders? Apparently, it costs a pint of blood to buy them nowadays. Um, I think... Me and Anna are the only two of, who've dabbled in the Skylanders business, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the one... <clears throat> I enjoy the aspect of going to the stores and trying to find the rare Skylander that we don't have yet. And she enjoys playing the games. She obviously has the better end of the deal. Um, she, I know she likes the game. She likes collecting the figures. She likes how you get more figures and they go up. What I'm, what I'm doing in order to control that craziness of the pr- the cost, is I'm, I've decided we're not going to buy anything off of Amazon or eBay. Everything will be bought in a store. So that means it'll be a big celebration if we find a, a rare one that we've been waiting for a long time. It also means we're not paying the crazy markup costs that people on Amazon or eBay want. So that's kind of uh, how we're split in the middle to kind of reduce the, the craziness. Um, and I can, I can tell you, it's really fun when you walk into the store and you're like, okay, what do we got this time? What do we got this time? Yay, we found one that's new and stuff like that. So I, I kind of think that's the way to go. Because honestly, if you go to eBay and you get them all, then you just have them all. And it wasn't a fun experience getting them all. So I don't know. No one wants to even comment on it. Okay. I'm scared now. It, what? Well, be ready because sh- Nintendo's going to do that someday with Pokemon. They're gonna have to now. I think that's why Black and White is uh, Black and White Two is, exists, so they can retool the next entry in the series to do uh, physical figures. So look forward to 254 um, Pokemon to buy. All right, number two prediction: which will come out first, Diablo Three or Torchlight Two? 
Too. Breaking news, there's a release date Post rumor light. that just went on DiabloFans.com that says that the release date for Diablo 3 is April 17th. Ah. Th- that's the latest rumor, based on a bunch of leaks from Italian websites. What's the latest rumor over on the Runic Games site? Soon. Uh, when the beta starts. After the beta starts. <laughs> <After> the beta <laughs> starts. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, and the problem is that's true for both games, right? Because... None of the pa- Miss of Pandaria people have gotten in the Diablo 3 beta. Oh, wait, no, they weren't promised into that, were they? They were promised in the Miss pa- beta. Um, <laughs> okay, I don't know for Diablo 3. So I think Diablo 3, unless they announce even more systems changes, should be out. Oh, someone's clicking something, playing with a with something that's clicking. All right. Um, Diablo 3 will be out probably before second half of the year, maybe? <laughs> maybe? Mm-hmm. No. No. And Torchlight 2. This Ooh, summer. I don't know. They'll both come out June 7th. <laughs> That's it. I'm putting the date out. Torchlight, they still have the beta to do, but their beta is going to be small and, like, it's probably going to be really small, a few hundred people, and, and uh, probably last, like, only a week or two for what they need to do. And then after that, they use bug fix and they release. I, I, I In all reality, I think they'll both hit in the fall. But we'll see. And. If Torchlight 2's able to pull it off, they'll try and get out in summer to get ahead of it. So, we'll see. Do you want If you're Torchlight 2, here's a question. Do you want to be out before or after Diablo 3? I think you get you beyond be that before. and stop and don't care anymore. You don't care. Okay. You know what it is because it's going to happen for, it's like the kind of thing like Battlefield 3 and Modern Warfare 3 can't come out together. Right. Yet they're both selling pretty well. Mm. Okay. You know what it is, though? I, I think it's just going to be a different audience because if you want Diablo 3, you go buy Diablo 3. As opposed to Torchlight, it's going to be on Steam. It's going to be much cheaper. It's going to be on the Mac App Store. It's going to be on the Windows App Store. It's going to be like an impulse purchase in Walmart on the shelf for that price. So I, I think they're both going to do very well in their own respective spheres. I don't know. I just feel like a lot of the casual people who bought into Torchlight 2 aren't necessarily the same people are going to be buying Diablo 3 for $60 and being online all the time. Or it could be hmm. crazy to it's all the same people who are just trying to satisfy their uh, Diablo 3 itch. Hmm. Alright, next question is, you're all RPG folk, but are you tempted to buy Persona 4 The Ultimate in Mayonaka Arena? Yes. Uh, I say it, uh, yes as well. It's made, it's made by Arc, Arc System Works, isn't it? But, but I, oh, I do own a BlazBlue game. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's, it. Arc, if, it's, if it's Arc Systems Works, uh, based on their work with BlazBlue, it's, it's, it'll be good. I have the 3DS one because I felt so desperate to buy a new game yeah. for my 3DS at one point. I just bought that. Yeah, I have the Vita version because I wanted something on the Vita. Oh, there's a Vita one? It's probably better. Yeah, yeah. Continue, Continuum Shift 2 Extend is on the Vita, and it is pretty amazing, but we'll get to yeah, that later. the one I have is just Continuum yeah. Shift Continuum Shift 2. No extend. Uh, oh, I gotta sell it now. I feel inadequate. Uh, if I do end up getting a Vita, he asks, "What are my RPG choices other than Disgaea 3? And the answer is, there aren't any. Yeah, none. At the moment. None well, right now. Dun- Dungeon Hunter, but you don't want no, that. No, that is not a choice. That is a punishment. Um, let's look at our uh, release just, database. Just buy, just buy, just buy Blazblue. It's got a, it's got <laughs> a uh, story Blue. about the same, same, uh, same level of comprehension as your average JRPG. <laughs> If you don't have a PSP, buy all of those ones. <laughs> all right, let's, 
Where is the Vita in our darn release database? Uh, da, 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 da. Sony PlayStation Vita. Oh, right. We did the long thing. Upcoming in the Vita is Disgaea 3, followed by Warrior's Lair. Um, there's another one, though. Isn't there that Diablo-style um, one that Square Enix is putting out? Um, I want to call it That's World for the 3DS. 3DS. Oh, no, that's, it's like uh, World of Ruin. Ru- yeah, that's not World for- of Ruin. That's 3DS. That's 3DS. Oh man, there probably will be Persona Four. Uh, Persona probably. Four was already announced. Yeah, Persona for, Four the Golden. Yeah, but right? not for NA yet. I thought it was announced for NA. Uh, not yet. No, just the it probably game. will be. But. Probably will be. Okay, and that's Vita, yes. right? Yes. Okay. All right, so that's. Really, uh, dis- ports of other games that you've already played, most likely, are what you have to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Unless you don't have a PSP. And, and, you know, guys, this is, uh, you know, this is every single system launch ever. It takes a long time for the RPGs to come out because they don't start them early enough because they don't know how well the system is going to do. You know? Yeah, it's at least 12 months. <laughs> yeah. they, they're big games, so they take a while. Next generation console is peaking around the corner. Are we about to see game prices spike to $65, maybe $70? I'd like to say we're finally getting back to a point where it's okay to say the term next gen, which I have been really sick of people saying in the past three years because the current gen consoles are not next gen. So when you say someone talking about a PS3 version of an old game, that does not mean next gen. They mean to say current gen. And someone is clicking on something again. Sorry, I think that's a me. Lego or a pen or I don't know what it is. My <laughs> mic's muted. Yeah, I'll put it down. So I think it's me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Alex. Oh, so you, so you, your punishment is you have to answer this. Are we about to see game spices sp- prices spike to sixty-five or maybe seventy dollars? Which let me convert that. Yeah, convert that. <laughs> seventy dollars to what do you prefer, pounds or euros? Pounds. Pounds. All right, that would be forty-four point two British pounds sterling. What do you currently pay for games? Uh, forty-five pounds. Well, it varies, <laughs> I think. So it yes, varies. it varies between forty uh, and forty-five. Varies, yeah, it varies a lot and depends if you're buying on console or PC. Most PC yeah, games PC, are between PC's thirty and thirty-five. Stuff. Most of them thirty-five. Uh, most console games are now between forty and forty-five. Oh, that's when crazy. They were, they were normally forty, but a lot of them are now sort of edging up to forty-five. Yeah. I want to say that I only paid like thirty for Xenosaga. Thirty pounds, rather. But uh, there are a few things that do seem to be immune from it. Um, Wii, Wii games are cheaper. What about uh, Wii, Wii games about thirty so pounds. At to the give moment. people a yeah. current idea, um, pre-orders for Diablo three are thirty-two pounds ninety-nine. Catherine is thirty-seven ninety-nine. SSX is thirty-nine ninety-nine. All in pounds. So they kind of are already around our sixty-five to seventy dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, there are a few. There are a few companies. It's going to go and, even worse for you guys. Then I was going to say because um, EA currently sells Star Wars: The Old Republic for forty-five pounds, um, which is of course a PC game, so it's about fifteen pounds above price point. Oh, I broke um, the screen. Let me fix that. And I remember uh, Blizzard uh, price gouging on StarCraft Two a while back. Mm-hmm. You know, they, um, uh, this was back in the time when most PC games were coming out for thirty. Blizzard, I think, put it out for something like forty or forty-five on the PC. I mean, you could get the collector's edition for fifty. Fifty pounds. Yeah, you know, I was listening to Pactor, and he's like, if they can get away with charging seventy next generation, they will. 
course yeah, they will. They'll, they'll, Which they'll really, we're just building least. back up to what games were in the in the Super Nintendo generation, right? Well, if you adjust for inflation, they're probably cheaper, right? Oh yeah, good point. I right. mean, if they will, if they can, they will. I mean, it's, it's just what people will pay. I'm sure people would pay seventy for Diablo three or seventy for the next Modern Warfare. And then if you have the argument that, well, our team is bigger, we spend more money making this game, it takes us longer to do it, then we need to charge you 10 more dollars. <clears throat> get the special content the cheaper people don't get. If anything, collector's editions are already their cheap way of doing that. Like, what does it cost really yeah. to include a paper manual, like, a, fa- like a, a crappy little art book and a couple of DLC guns, and they charge you an extra $20 for that? It's already the we need more money tax or the you're a fan so we're gonna exploit you tax. You're a fan. We'll see that on the box on the receipt actually. <laughs> you're a fan. We're gonna exploit <clears throat> you tax. Well, if you think about how much what the stuff actually costs to go in there, it must cost a couple of dollars, a handful of dollars. So the profit margin must be really high. Hmm. Like when's the last time you opened up a close edition and thought to yourself, "Wow, what's in here is really expensive and valuable." And must be really hard to come by and be worth something. Like, remember the God of War three collector's edition that box, that ugly plastic yellow box the, that cost hundred dollars sitting on my bookshelf. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. That must cost two dollars to make. No, oh, it probably is. Darn it! I hate oh, that I'm thing. sorry. It costs five dollars to make. Demonic jewelry case. It's awful. It's just awful. Yeah, but awful. that collection just cost a hundred dollars, and everything else was digital. And bits don't really cost much. I think the last, I think the last collector's edition that I bought actually had something worthwhile. It was either Shogun Total War Two or Starcraft Two. Oh yeah, Shogun II Total War. The, you got the entire chess set. Yeah, it's Shogun Total War Two because it had a moderately well-made chess set. Wow. Um, and Japanese Starcraft chess II, or, or Western chess? English. Oh. Uh, Western, you know, Western chess. Um, and StarCraft 2 because it had the uh, hardcover art book, mostly. Although the uh, the USB, the Jim Rayner USB stick with a copy of StarCraft on it was a nice touch. Yeah, I have that. That thing's awesome. I like the Skyrim. Yeah, and that was actually made out of metal. Go fig. Yeah, the Skyrim thing is totally not worth it. Um, well, not the dragon, but the book is nice. The book. Oh, yeah, the book's the, uh, nice, but all you don't need all to pay $150 for the book, that's for sure. Oh, I didn't pay $150. I know, for you got it, so it for I'm 100 okay. right? You waited for <laughs> two weeks, and all the collector's editions were, like, super cheap. I know, they're all like, wow, these aren't selling. We should sell them cheap now. Our local uh, game shop is actually having trouble selling Skyrim collector's editions, I think. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, I went into GameStop, like, I think it was three weeks after Skyrim came out, and they were just sitting there behind the shelves, like, please buy me. Sixty, you know, thirty-three percent off. Yeah, those PVC sure? statues yeah. can't be that expensive to make. The plastic ones, no, they. The plastic ones, no. Yeah. So, one hundred and fifty for it's a your, book. Sorry. I'll go ahead. Totally not worth it. And oh, the map. I was that wondering you never if John's used. like. Somebody. <laughs> you were wondering that John's what? I was wondering if John's local game shop still exists. Uh, it does just, although I have heard the uh, the rumors of their financial difficulties, yeah, and the massive problem with pre-orders that they had. Oh, not only that though, I just read an article where Game won't even be carrying any future EA titles because that they, they just can't talk, afford to. Yes, they won't talk any future EA titles and possibly any future Nintendo titles. Yeah, they because they they sent me an email last week saying basically uh, we can't get Mass Effect Three in. 
Yeah, they, yeah. they canceled their uh, Last Story Collector's Editions. Yeah, they're Renewed? not stuck in Last Story at all. Oh, no, they... <clears throat> wait, they converted people to the regular. Did they? Yeah. Uh, last I heard, they didn't have it at all, but... Oh, wow. <sighs> wait, so Nintendo and EA want more to carry titles than... It's more, no, it's more they lost the insurance... So they have to pay up front for all the stock. Oh, right. So that's so publishers are changing how they're doing things is what it is. Yeah, pretty much. I just won a match in um, BlazBlue against the computer. Let's see if I should go online here and uh, lose against somebody in like three seconds. So, But first, we have news. Yay. This is the first time I've played this BlazBlue game. And... <laughs> I already want it on Vita instead because <laughs> the screen's too tiny on the 3DS. Stupid system. I like my Vita. Um, but I don't need to tell you that. I need to tell you this. Xseed has announced they're going to publish the last story in the U.S. And actually, they let Nintendo announce it. So for something that has been in the works since like June of last year, um, or maybe f earlier... Xseed has finally been able to say, hey, or Nintendo has told us, and now they're saying, well, whatever. Last story will be coming out here in, well, we don't know when. There's no date. Summer. I think, summer I think it was summer. summer. Sometime in the summer, uh, but we don't yeah. really know when. But you can pre-order it, I think, at some sites. Um, let's see. Can we pre-order it at Amazon now? Uh, last story. Yes, you can. For forty nine ninety nine. Amazon has a June 19th date, which I don't know how accurate that is. The like possibly dates. not very. Hmm? Amazon like just shoves the least dates on things. Okay. So I'm going to pre-order that right now. Much better than running a podcast. Yeah. Well, why not? This is what everyone should be doing, right? Pre-order. Yep, you should. Pre-order the last story and... Then go to our site and watch the trailer that is introduced by Sakaguchi himself for the last story. Yes. Um, and if you once you're done with that trailer, scroll down and find the Borderlands 2 trailer that we posted because it reveals some interesting info about Borderlands 2. Uh, namely, September 18th. Right, Manny? Yep. And two new classes. The updated uh, Zero, the Assassin. Uh, what's this called? And uh, what's it called? Alex? I'll... I'll Aox, Aeon, the, the commando. And what else? Uh, IG has a pretty good breakdown of like moment by moment based on the stuff in their video, uh, what's in the trailer if you want to check that out. Because there's a lot going on there. Hmm. Mm. Caught me off guard. You caught me in the middle of a yawn. Like, yeah, yeah. Going on. So, uh. yeah. Anyway, it looks good. <clears throat> Yeah, and uh, if the trailer has a dubstep dancing robot, which is always a good thing. That's oh, what I appreciated about it. I actually laughed when I saw that happen. I was like, oh, yeah. They're really they're playing up this dubstep trailer stuff pretty well. Um, whatever. Like I said, that was just meant for me. It's supposed to make me buy Borderlands 2, but what they don't know is I still haven't played Borderlands 1 yet. I'm waiting for You're somebody on this podcast that. to load up his Steam copy so we can play together. Why don't you set up a game night? You can get like 10 people ready to you, play with Michael. you in a moment's notice. <laughs> what? I have Borderlands? Yes. 
I gave it to you on Steam. <laughs> oh, let me go check. I might have to install it. Where's the game? You know, we could set up a game night if you want, Chris. I'm pretty sure a ton of people would want to play with you right away. Well, I don't want to play with like a bunch of high level people, though. No, I'm sure they can roll over some new characters. Play with me. And I want to hear Michael curse about the game. There you go. Rumza wants to play with you. He has it on Steam. All right. I don't have it installed yet, so give me five minutes. (laughs) All right. Uh, Install seven gigs. Yawn. Yawn. I agree. (laughs) Please wait for Borderlands to install. People now download who don't know Michael very well. That does not mean he's actually going to play it. That just means he'll install it. That means there's now seven gigs less on my machine. That's all that means. <laughs> That's all that really means. Cross but it's reference, already... Cross-reference Gears of War. Uh, let's see. Um... Hey, at least I don't have the excuse of I don't have the game yet because it's downloading. <laughs> you, do you actually not have Gears of War? I thought you were just putting not it off. Not at all. Okay. No. How has that not shown up for you yet? You must have paused it or something. No, what happened, and this is the stupidest thing that happened, was... I didn't do anything on Guzex for three months, yeah. waiting, right? So they suspended everything I did. Oh, so you just had to relist it. Yeah, but I lost my place. Oh, that stinks. I know. So go log in and just refresh that so you don't lose it again. I did, like okay. last time we talked about it, three weeks ago. Oh. Mm, that's lame. But still, it's lame. Uh, I like, was I like I said, you should, you should switch down to not the triple pack, but instead the individual game. Yeah. At this point, it'd probably be a lot easier to get. I'm going to sneeze instead. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, it went away. Never mind. Speaking of games that are in the media's eye for about the length of a sneeze, we've got another RPG Maker title for you. Um, Prodigy the North Akatori, which might be a fantastic game, but I have no idea. Um, it's called, it was, came out on February 13, 2012, and uh, it's $10. It's on Windows PCs. You can buy it from retailers like Amaranthia.com, A-M-A-R-A-N-T-H-I-A.com, and it's called Prodigy the North Akatori. Hopefully we'll have a review. I don't know, um, but it is out, and it is being put out by a company called Gamer Fatigue, which is kind of a cool name. Hopefully... You, the name implies that their games will not feel fatigued to you. Fatigue you. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, that would be... something you want to think about. Yeah. That'd be awkward. We only have three screenshots for it, and that's all I know. And it's, it's definitely an RPG Maker game. <laughs> that's all I can <laughs> tell you. Uh, let's see. Ooh, Guild Wars 2. Here's a game that's been waiting to come out about as long as Diablo 3. Uh, let's see. Now, if you go to beta.guildwars2.com, you can... Apply for the uh, beta. Uh, except that was only open oh. for like two days or oh, something. Oh, it's already closed. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it was open, I think, during the week and then closed again. Uh, I did sign up, but haven't haven't gotten in so far. And it's for a closed beta, so the entire thing would be NDA'd anyway. Well, that's lame. Forget that crap. Don't play Guild Wars 2 because of that. It's not true, though. What? Not everyone closed beta is NDA'd. Uh, no, the site actually says you have to sign an NDA. Oh, yeah. That's a little different. It's like the Star Wars one, then. Nintendo of Europe is on fire! Is that good? NBA really? Jam-inspired no, headline written by Michael Cunningham. He says, Dur- yeah, I know. These, this is the good Nintendo. We want them to continue. Uh, during the Nintendo Direct presentation in Japan, Iwata said uh, the latest Fire Emblem for DS is coming to Japan in April tw- 19, 2012. Uh... However, Nintendo of Europe Twitter's account has also mentioned that a new Fire Emblem game will be coming to Europe in 2012 with DLC, implying that the Japanese Fire Emblem that was announced is also coming to Europe. And, of Hooray. course, 
No news. <laughs> no news of any sort of uh, U.S. localization. Continuing the theory. Well, Continuing the theory that uh, Sean Cooper put out, um, I was on his show last night, and they, they had this great theory. They think that Reggie fils is being coerced by Japan to release even The Last Story or, or Xenoblade, and that if it were up to them, they wouldn't release any RPGs at all. And I don't happen to disagree too hmm. strongly with that theory. <laughs> I can, t- Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I just... Anything that's no, I they haven't chopped anything first party except Fire Emblem, have they? They haven't what? They haven't not shipped anything to the U.S. that it wasn't first party at least, right? Oh, that wasn't. First party. Uh, I mean, if it, if it is first party, then they do they do it usually, and they, apparently they like to do Dragon Quest. Well, we didn't think they were going to do Xenoblade, but they finally did that. That's but not Xenoblade's party, not first party. That's Mistwalker. Yeah. Oh, it's a first-party published deal, though. Yeah, but no, I'm talking like... See, I don't oh, okay, believe that so... only because of Dragon Quest. Okay. And I don't know why Nintendo has to put their little stamp on Dragon Quest, but they do. Mm-hmm. Well, they do it on any game they think will actually sell in Japan, right? So. Well, no, sell here. Yeah. They didn't get to touch it in Japan. Oh, they didn't. Oh, well, that's no. weird. They should know. Hmm. I think it might be that... It might be they just don't want to do the localization work. They're leaving it to Europe to do first. For the last What's, story? Well, so for I that's Fire Emblem. Tested. Uh, for, yeah, for Fire Emblem. Oh. Because XC well, is using they, the... They don't seem to care uh, about Fire Emblem yeah. in general. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we've never got anything with Roy in it, so, you know. Except, you know, Smash Brothers, because that made sense. I don't know. I don't think Fizeme has that much control, honestly. Hmm. Well, forget Fizeme. Forget this. We know that in Europe, you're going to get it in <laughs> quarter. Uh, you're probably not going to get it in quarter two, 2012. So probably be later yeah. in the year. So, because yeah, it was not in a list of games presented in their uh, um, some sort of earnings call or something. I imagine probably winter. Yeah, which makes sense. I, guess. I mean, they need time to localize it, right? Yeah. All right. Bioware is wasting no time getting out of Mass Effect 3 DLC. So <laughs> there's already a leak of the first DLC pack, and they've confirmed many of the details from it. It's called From Ashes. It'll be released on the same day as the game's launch, and if you buy the collector's edition of Mass Effect 3 or the digital deluxe edition, you'll be able to download the DLC pack for free. So in that okay, so this is kind of like uh, some of the shale content or some of the collectors stuff that you got in Dragon Age, I guess. But everyone else who doesn't get a collectors or digital deluxe edition will have to buy it. Um, we assume it'll be ten bucks, but who knows? We don't actually know. Could be more. Could be less. And let's see. All we know is that uh, you can. Oh, see. This story has spoilers in it, and they really shouldn't have spoilers in it. That's really stupid. So I'm not going to read the spoilers. Well, the thing is, Bio- Bioware with these the spoilers. So well, it fault. doesn't matter. We should <laughs> we should fix Bioware's error there because that that's a big spoiler. Yeah. That's that's really dumb. It is. Um, you know what? Don't read our story on it. Just so assume that if you're really into the lore, you'll probably want to get this this package. I'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, Disgaea Four uh, <laughs> comes. So check out, this is the one that's coming out for DLC. Well, wait. Sky of 4, isn't that out already? 
Does Sky yeah. 4 yeah, not out already? Seriously. I can't keep these. Yeah. There's, it, every game getting released twice is really confusing the heck out of me. So, Disgaea Sky 4 is coming to... Yeah, and now Disgaea 4 is coming to... Oh, it's... Uh, okay, this is DLC for Disgaea 4. Okay, thank you, yeah. guys. This is so weird. All right. Um, so, what do I want to say? DLC announced. Disgaea 4. Does somebody else know this better than me? Somebody save me. I presume it's the, so well it. uh, what they. Ha- it's, I presume it's what they released as an append disc in Japan, some kind of large side story DLC. Um, I haven't actually got the story up. Um, so there is a new scenario with four episodes in it, in, in a big piece of DLC, and oh, they've got a whole schedule. That's why it's so confusing because there's a bunch of DLC coming out. Oh dear goodness, no! Oh my gosh! This is like, remember oh how gosh. much DLC there was for D- Disgaea 3? Yeah, this is like that. So it's going to be like every week or two, another piece of DLC for Disgaea 4. Let's see, we got additional events, additional events, another additional event, some bosses, more additional events, additional events. You're going to need to pay a bazillion dollars for all these stupid things. You know, I'm learning... <laughs> it's going to be... It's going to be similar to Disgaea 2, as in there's no real point in picking up all of it unless you're really that much of a fan. I mean, a lot of people, and if you don't, a lot of people will skip out, say, for example, the Adele and uh, Rosalind character stuff because they didn't like the characters from uh, Disgaea 2. Okay, well, I understand now better. You don't like Mao from Disgaea 3, don't buy it. Yeah, so what's going on here is that the majority of the stuff that says additional event is just. You're buying a character to get into your game, is what it is. Yeah. Okay. And, and the, the for some per- reason, one of them is a high res version of a character. I think you already have. Which, you get that free though. Yeah, you get that one for free at least. But I don't understand why only one of them is high res. Uh, I think that's. I think that's actually a joke. Okay. But, okay. Because it's uh, Asagi, the character who never gets her own game. Ah. Okay. So. Um. And the uh, the Fuka and Desco show is a downloadable version of. I think it was released as an append disc in Japan. Okay, so and here was... I think I've identified the important parts. Here, you get a few. Okay, you get a bail. You get bail for free, which I think is a boss survival. They've got a survival mode coming in June for six bucks. Command attack. I don't know what that is. Six bucks. Pirate survival duel. It's another game mode. Six bucks. Bunch of character crap. Won't go into that. The flashback episode, which is additional story content, that's six bucks. The Fuka and Desco show, which is four episodes of content, that's what you're talking about, the appendix, that's 20 bucks. So that's like the big one. If you're going to get one, that's like the big heavy focus one, I assume. Then a bunch of maps and some more pirate ship stuff, which I assume you can skip just like the characters. So I'm hoping that narrows it down to just kind of the important things for you, unless you really want all the characters, in which case you really should just wait for the plus edition version that has everything included. Well, except even in the uh, Disgaea 2 PSP, for example, did also have something like nine DLC characters. Although if you did get all of them, they then did give you an extra one. (laughs) Oh, how nice of them. Yeah. Buy nine, get one free. (laughs) But then again, I think they were were cheaper than that. Hmm. Like, we're getting screwed out quite, quite a lot compared to the prices that they were in Japan. Sweet. Isn't that just wonderful? You know, 
I know we like NIS. We love working with NIS, but I just really feel like they take advantage of us sometimes. And it's, it's, it's always in the context of Disgaea. And I've never really appreciated that. Cause this is, this well, I've is never really con- appreciate Disgaea. So this just isn't consumer friendly in the least. I mean, that you shouldn't be charging more than the cost of the game to get all the DLC. It's just crazy. Hmm. Whatever. Don't they sell the game cheaper, though? Yeah, but what if you bought it when it came out, dude? When it came out, I think it was still only 50 bucks. Well, not if you got the... They had, like, 25 different collector's editions for that game, remember? <laughs> they ha- they, uh, they, they have, honestly they have, have three or four parts. different collector's editions. No, they all right, had, all right. So is Disgaea cheaper than Skylanders? They had Disgaea. They had Disgaea plus the soundtrack. They had Disgaea plus a soundtrack plus a model. plus Then Disgaea plus a soundtrack plus a model plus a poster. I mean, it, was, it was totally like that. I just need someone to bring it to my house, like in an anime outfit, and then you pay for it. So you you want like tell you want you want printy dress up delivery? Not printy. Ugh. Well, you haven't seen. Never mind. Well, you don't know. Printy cosplay has come a long way, Mike. I, I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea. All right. I don't think I'm going to type printy cosplay into Google <laughs> you now. Probably so don't we're going to move Google on for that, especially not if you're at work. Pokemon Black and White Two. Yes, you heard me. Pokemon Black and White Two. We couldn't they come up. They finally ran fr- out of colors. We couldn't come up with. We didn't want to call it gray, and we wanted to have two more versions of it. So Pokemon Black and White Two. <laughs> Whatever. Still on the DS. Well, the thing about the, uh, the thing about the third color ones in each ones is they've usually just been the same game but with a bunch of additional stuff. These ones actually sound no, like haven't. sequels. Yes, they have. Yeah, they have. Pokemon Mike. Yellow. Except, well, no, yeah, Pokemon Yellow, Yellow is mostly the same game. <laughs> no, it's not because it has the Pikachu that follows you. Oh, goodness. That and it not... loves you. <laughs> yeah, that's, not, that's not the same thing as, as an, you know, a, a, an actual sequel storyline. Oh, no, but I just thought it was funny. Which is what these ones are, it seems. I even ignored him for a year and I came back. He still loved me. It was creepy. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, so it's gonna be sequels. They're coming to the DS, not the 3DS, and nope. that's uh, obviously you can still play them on your 3DS. But that's it. They've got new legendaries, and that's all we really know. There's some concept art for the legendaries. They look they look better than the black and white legendaries, I guess. Except that all modern Pokemon's look strange and stupid. But other than that, well, other than that, and Smugleaf. Other than that, you know, Smugleaf perfectly awesome. fine. I like Smugleaf. That's what I want. Smugleaf, the return. He's the main villain. That's that's what it's got to be. Ugh. <laughs> All right. Reckoning DLC. What? I don't know why I let you out of your box. Oh, okay. Reckoning DLC. This is for Michael, because you're playing Reckoning still, right? Very slowly, yes. Very slowly? Yeah, I, I think I'm, like... 60 hours, and I'm still maybe 20% through the game. Hmm. Well, just, uh, if like, you if you need quests. more content, because, you know, this game is one where you want to do every single side quest in it, right? I actually like doing all the side okay, quests. you're the only one, by the way. <laughs> I don't I don't know what's wrong with it. You know, it's like people because are like, Because they're well, just boring quests that have no and story I'm like, or real implication. I, you're like, I'm going to go I do never, that. I can no, get no, you no, a wooden that's, plank. <laughs> That's the problem is half the stuff where it's fetch quests, they're just on your way to doing some other quest anyway. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, get 15 spiders. I'm like, dude, I'm going to kill like 30 spiders on the way to go in to get that treasure uh, over still, there. Are you clearing so, out a new uh, in an area? Uh, are you clearing out an area entirely before moving on to the next one? No. What well, you, you mean of quests on, or of yeah, monsters? Of quests. Um, trying to. Really. Sometimes okay. I have to work back. Because a lot of people realize that you just do the story stuff and like the I forget what you call it, but stuff like the House of Bells. Yeah, the factions, and then just not worry yeah. about. The if rest. you do the factions and just randomly walk by anybody with an exclamation point on their head, you're going to clear out the area really yeah. quick. Do you actually because investigate the factions... all the text dialogue options? Maybe or you just do the blue ones and get through the conversation as fast as possible. No. Wow. I, I read everything. You're going to be playing this game for a while. I told you. I said this is my 300-hour playthrough. All right. Uh, well, there's some DLC to get you to 301 or something. The Legend of Dead Kel takes players to the islands of Gallows End full of pirate skeletons and other island-themed baddies. Sell for 800 Microsoft points on Xbox Live and 10 bucks on PSN, Steam, and Origin. So you can get that now. It's a new explorable area, new mainline quest, and numerous side quests. Michael's favorite. So... What's wrong with that? And you get an entire keep for your own, which is player housing, which has servants I already have player housing. With servants? Why do I want servants? I, I'm they, never there. I'm there to drop stuff in a chest and well, leave. Well, here you'd have servants with side quests, which are your favorites. So. Ooh. Yeah, see? Now I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Ten bucks. Go pick that up as of March 20th. That's a long time. I'll forget by then. Inazuma 11 is coming to Europe in continued proof that Nintendo of Europe loves Europe better than the U.S., which I guess they would because they're Nintendo of Europe, not Nintendo of America. Um, Nintendo loving Europe better than U.S. is what I meant to say. Inazuma 11 is coming out from on March 16th, 2012. Finally have a date. Alex, have you pre-ordered? Not yet, but I will do later. You should go do it right now. What are you waiting for? What, a game cancel your pre-order because they stopped carrying Nintendo games? Uh, no, well, we can't, go to, the we can't go to the shops at least, Chris, because it's 20 to 7 in the evening. I'm talking about online. Don't you guys have online? Don't you have an equivalent of Amazon that you can go pre-order games and get release date delivery? That's called Amazon. Oh, it is called Amazon. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> game does have Amazon it for twenty four ninety nine. For whatever that's worth. Only they haven't updated their entries to lo- to note the release date. I don't know what they're waiting for. Yeah, I'm not sure I trust game, to be honest, on pre-orders. <laughs> you don't like the idea of your pre-orders being cancelled? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Alright, well, uh, yeah. if you'd like some more guidance in your life, and you're a Dark Souls player, Sony has a deal for you. You can get PlayStation 3, on the PlayStation 3, a 143-page digital, 143 digital guide for Dark Souls for twelve ninety nine, And, uh... That's all we know, because I don't know who made this guide. If it's the official guide and it's the same guide, or if it's different. But uh, 143 pages seems small, because I have the Dark Souls guide, and I think it's more pages than that. Like, a lot more pages than that. So what do you guys think about using a digital guide on your PS3? I don't understand. Well, what about the logistics of using a digital guide on the same system that you're playing? Well, that's that's why I don't understand. I'm like, I'm playing it. You want me to read the guide while I'm playing it. How am I supposed to do that exactly? I do not know. I guess I'm supposed to get frustrated and angry and then go to the PS3 and say, oh, that's why I didn't get it. I can't, I can't even not- find where we got this story from because no one else has anything about it on the, on the web. 
So. Which is magic that way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's magic. what it is. <laughs> yes. Do not doubt our magic. I, and it looks like we got it direct because we don't have a source on it. So someone emailed us. That's interesting. We're that awesome. Well, I don't... Okay, yes. Dark Done. Souls Guide PSN to... Um, ah, here we well, go. Well, you're doubting us. Destructoid. I have to go to Destructoid, guys. This makes me sad. Delivered straight hey. to your PS3. And, man, there are a lot of ads on this story. Is this a story? There's more ads than comments on this story. This page isn't loading right. What happened to your ad block? Well, I think it's bugging out on this page, and that's why it's... Yeah, because I'm not seeing the main banner ad, but I'm seeing all so these ad So that's the challenge ads. now. We give them so many ads that the ad block can't keep up. <laughs> yes, apparently. <laughs> uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. It's a 419 megabyte file. It's, I don't know. It's only 143 pages. I don't know. This is exciting. Yeah. I, hmm. How the, people are wondering the same thing. How's that going to work? Because I'm playing the game. How am I going to go read the guide while I'm... Yeah, this doesn't make sense. Thank you for doing other weird things to Dark Souls when you yeah. already did a bad game. Well, maybe that's part of the challenge. You have to keep exiting the game, reading the guide, and then coming back into the game. And it's a man, uh, manner of punishing Just to make sure. It's, you can't Wait. access your drive at all, right? You can't what? You can't access your drive while you're in a game. Uh, you can <sighs> access some things. Maybe you can. Maybe you can access this file. I wonder if it's like DLC. Uh, well, on some things like MP3s, you can actually put in a USB stick and like move them off. So maybe yeah. it's a PDF file. What's well, well, yeah. PDF file? So it's going to be on the internet. No, we'll download it anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Probably be DLC like. Yeah, someone's got to take the plunge and try it out, but I don't want to because I already have the printed <laughs> guide with all the future online videos and stuff like that. So that's okay because you have all the money. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> God, not anymore. All right. So Nintendo of Europe is announcing that its upcoming release of Pandora's Tower and the Wii will receive a limited edition steelbook. More Europe Where? love. Yay! Oh, Europe. Yeah, I'm going to start organizing this better <laughs> and put all the Europe stuff into one section and say. Here's reasons for you to hate Europe. Or for our European people to actually read it to us so we can go to sleep for 20 minutes. No kidding. So what's up with this? So you get a steel case, and that's it? Yeah, steel stand- case, uh, art book. And an art book. Yep. Is it better than my Star Wars lunchbox? Edition. That's what I want to know. Star Wars lunchbox? Yeah, I got it off Whoop. No, I don't think you can beat Star Wars lunchbox. That's right. <laughs> Five Wars bucks. Lunchbox. Wow. That, you didn't important. see that on Twitter, did you? No. I didn't. Sounds important. My dad even made a Millennium Falcon sandwich. <laughs> okay. Because it came with sandwich cutters. So he's like, oh, I'm going to make a sandwich. Bam. I'm like, instant <laughs> calorie cutter right there. Is like a 30 sandwich is gone. <laughs> did you um, post that on Twitter as well? He did, and I retweeted it, but I don't know if it allowed it because it's a private posting. Oh, yeah. Probably not. But it would only work if my... we could. We already followed him. Well, you do follow him, so you should have seen it. Well, fine. Jeez, Chris, you're so bad at this quitter thing. Anyway, now you're going to look for lunchboxes on Twitter. No, right I'm, now. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> posting parenting advice to Max Storm. 
about uh, watching kids in the store and how this is an important part of them developing their own independence. That was a long time ago. I, this is You don't tweet that much. And that was March 1st. It was not that long ago. I do. Why are you reading my tweets to respond to Max? Because Storm? you retweeted it. Because you were looking for the lunchbox. I was box. looking for the lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when everyone turned our podcast off. Good. I'm happy. Good, we're done. We didn't need them anyway. Risen 2. Manny, this is your story. Why don't you fill us in on this? Any uh, screenshots? No, the, uh, the Q&A questions. Oh. Well, if you have any questions for the guys who make Risen 2, send them over. How do it before Monday. So? How should they send them well, over to you? excited than that. I don't know, dude. I, honestly, who cares? All right. Well, <laughs> I, I have some, some pep left in me, so go to board.rpgamer.com. Go to latest updates. Look for even more Risen 2 community Q&A questions wanted. Post your questions there, and you could be part of the the... The Risen 2 Q&A that we're going to be doing. That Do it before Monday, because I'm sending Monday. them off to the Risen people on Mondays. Hey, a date. There we go. Ghostlight. More Europe stuff. Agress. Oh, goodness. I'm sorry. The European publisher of Agress Generations Wars of War Zero. Really? What? It's just called Agress Zero. Yeah, that's, that's the Europe title. That... Wow, they're calling it yeah. Agress Generations of War Zero. It's a terrible title. They're giving you a chance to win a specially framed version of its collector's edition. I actually recommend this because then you won't play the game and you'll yeah, be better off that way. About it. Yeah, so as announced on their blog, only 15 of the framed editions will be available and they'll be signed by the game's lead artist, Katsuyuki Hirano and uh, Kenta Sugano, the producer-director. It'll cost The framed edition will cost £499, but yeah. how are they? I thought they weren't selling it. No, they are selling it. So they're they're giving away one and selling the other fourteen. No, I think they're selling all of them. <laughs> well, what about? Oh, oh, they're not giving any of them away. No, no they couldn't was, get fifteen yeah. people to enter, so they decided just to sell them all. So four hundred ninety nine dollars, uh, four hundred ninety nine no. pounds. 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 Let's convert yeah. that. So it's like seven hundred dollars. Four ninety nine pounds. More than that. Seven fifty. Seven hundred eighty nine dollars as of today. Oh. Yeah, that's worth it. And uh, it's framed. Um, hopefully you'll be so you not tempted to play the game. It'll be great. Oh, also, by the way, the profits go to the Japan Tsunami Appeal. So it's helping with uh, cleanup and, and recovery efforts still ongoing in Japan from the tsunami. I'm surprised by that. Why? I kind of thought they'd be done by now. I, I think there's still Katrina-related efforts going on. It takes a while to recover fully. That's like five years ago. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I figured once they won the Super Bowl, everybody put their money down there and it was all good anyway. Probably not, Mike. Mm. Most people have what? recovered, but that doesn't mean all the areas and all the effects are, are completely done. So, right. Let's do see. we have to counter the effect of the shift in the planet, or do we not worry about that part? Um, I don't know that we can do much about that one. We should plan to do something about that. Let's just launch a nuclear bomb on the other side of the planet just to try and counteract no. that idea. No. We we'll have, have to... BP drill an oil well on the other side and cause a, a spill, and that'll shift the weight of the planet. So I was totally thinking we could just try to crash something back into the Earth, but your well, ways are a little more destructive. How are we crashing something? What? How are we doing that? 
We send a team well, up to an asteroid to attach rocket boosters and drive it at the Earth? No. We just find some junk in space and push it down. <laughs> push it down. You just push it. <laughs> you know, well, our you shuttles are not using it right. anymore. You kick it just right. <laughs> when it gets close to the station, someone goes out in a spacesuit and they kick it really hard. Yeah, that's, that'll work fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> EverQuest. I, don't know. I hadn't thought this through. <laughs> yeah, speaking of things, oh wait, no, I can't say that. EverQuest was thought through. Um, oh, I can't oh. come up with a good good strategy here. So EverQuest is going free to play. Just deal with it. it they have a date now, March fifteenth. Yeah, I, I looked at this, and it's not very free to play. <laughs> you can't do much. Yeah, which I think is like, like the same with EverQuest too. You can't do much when it's free to play. <laughs> uh, the, the, the other one that went free to play this week was Ion. Oh yeah! Did that finally happen? I yeah, it did. just got announced. They did, they did a well. At least the European thing tran- did a transfer from NCSoft to GameForge. Yeah, but that's just Europe. Ah! Um, it's Europe. Spring 2012 for the rest of Ion. Ah, it's Anna. You're Hi. discussing MMO stuff. I have to jump in. I actually we have a bunch of MMO this news news this week. No, no, I tell probably us, missed it all. No, no you're right. Tell us the MMO news, Anna. <laughs> oh, were you actually? Is that actually what you were? Oh at? yeah, let's do it. Okay, so put us to sleep. Um, we haven't. We we probably still have a few listeners. Let's do it. Put it to sleep, but <laughs> but do it fast. Yeah, it's MMO in a minute. Remember, MMO in a minute. Go. Okay, in preparation for GDC, numerous games put out new trailers, including Planet Side Two, Gremlins, Outlands, Game of Thrones, and many more. Game Developers Conference runs Monday, May, March fifth to Friday, March ninth. Dungeon Overlord is getting an expansion. Rift turns one years old this week. Happy birthday! The Digimon Masters is throwing a carnival. Wakfu officially launched on Wednesday. Area Games move on to mobile platforms. Launches Area Mobile with eighty bazillion games, all of which look absolutely terrible. Nexus Conflict an MMO FPS announced. Eden Eternal raises the level cap. Call of Gods via U-Games launches their seventh server. Atlas Online secures the rights to Shin Megami Tensei Online. Imagine! Area Games will be allowing players to transfer their accounts. More details on Atlas Online website. Atlas Online has also launched this week through Steam. A major move as several free-to-play MMOs have seen their numbers grow from 130,000 to over 3 million. Um, Blizzard fires 600 employees, many commentary articles, but basically they need a lot less customer service right now. EVE Online launches in Japan on March 28th, and Guild Wars 2 let the press play a whole bunch this week. MMO in a minute. Nice. They didn't let us play this week. <laughs> Michael, okay, Tara doesn't let us play either. Yeah, Michael, I, I order you to get in contact with the, with the NCSoft and figure this out. We need access to Guild Wars. Is that Arena Net? Well, it's NCSoft, right? No, is it if it's actually Arena Net, then I don't even have to cross a lake. Oh, if it's NCSoft, it's then I cross a lake. Okay, Arena Net. Yeah. I, I thought right. I thought they were owned by. NCSoft or something. Well, they are, but you still you go to the dev. Okay. I, I usually I thought you had to go to the PR, which is by the publisher. <laughs> well, that's so. working well so far, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> um, couple we other things. We have to wait things. for packs so we can get a guy's card that will work for three weeks. Yes. Couple other things. Borderlands Two is going to use Steamworks on the PC, um, which basically means no matter how you buy it, you're going to be using Steam. It's one of those. And I already covered the layoffs at Blizzard, which basically means they just need less co- customer service. Marvel has... Uh, oh, wait, no. Diablo 3. Manny, can you explain this one? Diablo 3, the big new system change? 
Okay, so the latest major changes. Uh, before the real the ruin skill system, it was a uh, you would have a set, each class would have their set of skills, and you would modify those skills with various effects by slotting in a rune stone. So, but the problem with that is that people would have to carry a massive inventory of runes for every single skill that they had, and for every character, and then you would combine those those different skill runes together to get higher level skill runes. So it's just this big nightmare you'd probably have like thousands of runes in your inventory and you could even really hold that many things in there and all you'd be doing is trying to match them up combine them get new ones all to try to get like the highest level runestone so what they did is they completely removed that from the game now runes instead of being an item are integrated into the leveling system which is good because in the previous in the previous system they had levels 30 to 60 were completely empty you would just basically play from level 30 to 60 and hope you got better items there'd be no benefits to leveling whatsoever so now it's from level 1 to 60 you're going to unlock something every single time and the rune modifiers will exist there so for example let's say you're using magic missile and like a level 15 you'll unlock the the fire rune which will split magic missile into two shots every time you shoot it and then like a level 40, you'll unlock the Earth Rune. That, so whenever you shoot Magic Missile, it warps around or something. So that's sort of built in from level 1, one to 60 game now. Cool. If that makes any sense. That's minutia, minutia for you. But there you go. Diablo 3 minutia minute. Well, this is a big change. This isn't a tiny change, right? So you know, it's the, Yeah, fundamentally how the leveling system works. Yeah. Well, not really the, the leveling game. The motivation to go to 1 to 60. And... Just sort of, yeah, because once you, at this point, you're always going to want to have a modified skill and you're always going to have something to look forward to. And now you have a lot less inventory uh, management worries to deal with. There's also like another system laid on top of that that's sort of of a, a suggested skills list. So when you try to set up your skills and like place them into slots, it'll be like, well, these are defensive skills. These these like five skills are defensive skills. You're gonna want to put these on your one to five keyboard shortcut. This skill is a action skill or like a an energy builder skill, a resource builder skill. You're gonna want to have this on your right click. You're gonna have this one on your left click. It seems a little it's a little confining. I'm sure like uh anyone who knows anything about PC games is probably gonna want to turn that off right away. But but I guess it's there for people who don't who are a little bit more casual and are, and maybe have like a basic resource generator on their five key, and then something that wastes a bunch of resources, or like a a toggleable item on their on their left click. So sort of to streamline how people are interacting with the game. But it's it's a little ham-fisted, though, to be honest. Yeah. And there you go. That's super minutia. You want to ask me about integrated graphics cards now? I can talk about that for a few minutes. <laughs> uh, no, no, no thanks. Uh, let's see. And, oh, there's one more game, Michael, that you brought out into the story. Marvel, some sort of Marvel RPG on Facebook? Yeah. Oh, you're shilling for Doug! Who? What? You're the, that in. new game that they, that new game that came out, the Marvel versus whatever on Facebook? You realize that Doug Marvel. works on that, right? Doug Hill? Yeah. So this is a it's Disney a, game? It's a Playdom game. Oh, well, that's Playdom. Play-dum Chris, Disney, remember, Marvel was bought out by Disney. Right. We had this just... Okay. Why the heck isn't he shilling out? I would have happily shilled for him if I knew he was working on this. 
Um, well, here's the thing he I'm talked to about out. it on Twitter all week and is sending everybody Facebook requests. I don't oh, know I how d- you completely <laughs> missed it. I was too busy with Castleville. I'm sorry. No, not that really? Doug. Different Doug. Noodle. Not the Doug in our chat room right now. That's just Doug. This is Stom Doug. All right. So Doug, former RP Gamer person, actually. Um, He's wor- actually, just, just to give you a perspective of how long ago he worked here, he hired me. So that was back in 1974. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the Marvel Avengers Alliance. It's a RPG Facebook game, turn-based com- combat, and that's all I know about it. Does anyone else know more about it? I'm trying to figure out how Doug works on it when it's made by the people up in here in Bellevue. It's made by Platum, right? Platum is all over the world. So then it's not just the people in Belgium. Bellevue. 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 Whatever. Right? No. Oh, I don't know. Well, you know what? He's um, your friend on Twitter. You can probably find out. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> all right. So that's all we know about it, though. It's a Facebook book game. It might suck. It might not be suck. It's it's out. Somebody who works on RP Gamer apparently is associated with it, and so for that reason, you should go check it out because it's free, and all it costs you is all your personal information and privacy on Facebook, right? Like every other game there. So go sign up. Because I will. You just basically said, what you just said is you basically translates to Facebook. What? Yeah, just. The loss of all your personal privacy. So you mean Facebook? Yes, I do. That's just logging into Facebook, not playing the game. (laughs) Oh. I like how you're not sure, Mike, by the way. That makes me happy. (laughs) How you don't even know. (laughs) All right, so let's. uh, enough inside behind the scenes talk. Oh goodness, something's making noise. You, you are not Nick Fury. You don't even look. Okay, so this is stupid. I gotta close this because it's making noise while I'm while I'm using it. So uh, when you log into the Marvel thing, it, the first thing yeah. is like a fake version of um, what's his name? Uh, Fish. The guy who plays Nick Fury in the Avengers movies, Samuel Jackson. Oh, yeah, Only yeah. it doesn't look like Samuel Jackson, but it's a Nick Fury modeled on Samuel Jackson as opposed to the one in the comics. So that's kind of weird. So it's not it's not Samuel Jackson, and it's not the comic one. But it what? Wait, okay. wait. Is it is it uh, David Hasselhoff Nick Fury? David Hasselhoff Nick Fury. Oh, is there a David Hasselhoff Nick Fury? Yeah, from that crappy T Fox oh, TV movie. I had no idea. Oh no, it is not. No, this is this looks like Samuel Jackson, except they couldn't get the likeness rights for his face, so his face looks a little different. He's got the same eye patch and everything, so it's like really close, but not quite. Shockingly, all the Nick Furies have the same eye patch. Mm-hmm. I know it's they weird. Look- it's like something happened to that character. Yeah, <laughs> so that part's consistent at least. <laughs> oh, fine, you guys, you ruined my fun. Uh, let's see. Oh, we should talk about what we've been playing this week, shouldn't we? But that's our new now playing game. Theme. Anna has something interesting on her now playing list that I'm curious about. Yeah, Anna, why don't you fill us in? Uh, I wrote stuff on the now playing list, and yes. that was like a week ago, so hang on, let me open it back up. <laughs> well, it says Final Fantasy IV, Tay, final chapter, no really. Yeah, yeah. Every time, three weeks in a row, I've taught, or three shows, I've talked about the fact that I think I'm at the last chapter of the after years, but this time, no, really, I'm really on the last chapter. And I know because it appears the level cap has been lifted. 
Yeah, that's so, a good way to know. <laughs> um, well, it appears to be 99 now. So I would say I'm pretty sure I'm on the last chapter. Because before I was stuck at level 50. Except for... Oh, I can't say the name. Except for a certain individual who was able to get to 55 for no apparent reason. Mm. But now I'm getting experience again, so it's really the last chapter. Plus, everything is set up to be, this. there's no turning back from where I am. So, okay. yes. So you're in the last chapter. Has it been an awesome experience all the way through? Yes. Except that she can't wait for it to end. No. No, no. You sure? I think I'm going to have to... I think I am going to have to do some grinding now, which is, you know, LOL, Final Fantasy IV on the moon sort of idea. What? Yep. Every, the original Final Fantasy IV, Michael, what do you do as soon as you land on the moon? You get levels. You grind. But you went back home. Well, first you grind. I didn't grind. Well, then you're Superman. You just go... And you, if you don't know where you're going, they're not clueful enough to tell you, and you don't have to grind because you're lost. Well, it's still grinding, even if you're lost. It's not grinding if you don't know where you're going. Anyways, I also popped Trauma Team back into my Wii. Yay! I haven't played... I played it, uh, like, when it first came out. Absolutely adored it. Like, whipped through it in three days, I think. Um, so I want, I want to go back and replay all of it. So I I just did like an introductory mission from um there's a like a gentle giant who does laparoscopy. Or no, he doesn't do laparoscopy. He does weird surgery stuff. I'm confusing all of the different doctors now cuz they all what do something are you different. Saying? They're in trauma team. It's not the same as the other trauma games. Because in the other trauma games, you are one or two doctors, and you specifically are surgeons, right? Sure. In this one, you have different doctors who perform different types of um, functions. So you have one girl who's an um, who's a first responder. She runs an ambulance. And there's another girl who is... Um, what do you call it when they're in the morgue? Dead. Uh, I'm, I'm going what? with dead as well. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> coroner. Thank you, Manny. There's another girl who's a coroner. And there's a third guy who's basically Dr. House. So he's British pretending to be an American? Well, he's looking for zebras. <laughs> I didn't know he was British. I didn't know he was Hugh Laurie for so long. You know who else is British that Actually, no one knows the, is British? The, I, the I, best part was... So when I recommended is, on this show that, that bit of Fry and Laurie, I had no idea that guy from that show was House. <laughs> That's how stupid I was. Um, the funny thing is, is uh, Hugh Laurie, about a year or two after the show was on, um, did, an, did an interview back in the UK... And he mentioned that, I guess, the the producer had been interviewing people and interviewing people and not having any luck. And he's just like, damn, why can't I find a good all-around American to be this guy? And Hugh Laurie walks in and just completely nails the part. And he's like, yes, this is the American that I need. Not realizing <laughs> that 
Hidori is very British. But yeah, um, other than that, I've been doing lots and lots and lots of swap note. Except for when Chris forgets to check his swap notes for two weeks. Well, that doesn't stop but you from doing it. <laughs> we we drew we drew him many pizzas. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. And so, yeah. Um, I actually started playing uh, Double Survivor Overclocked again last night because Double Survivor Two is out, and I'm on the last day. I have spoiler, spoiler, spoilered. I'm on Amane's path. So that should be relevant for people who played the game. Okay. And yeah, I'm at the moment attacking a giant icky, icky, icky bug. But um, last night I was really tired and accidentally used a physical attack on him and he has drained physical. So I was like, ah! So I gave up on that battle and I'm going to go back. With <laughs> One mistake and you have to start over. Um, pretty much, because I healed him for half of his life. Inadvertently. Wow. So I'm going to reorganize my teams so that I have a fully magic team and a couple of physical teams to take care of. This guy is so gross. When he attacks you, he plants little bugs in you, and then the next turn they sploot out of you, and then you have to kill them too. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I need to split myself up into a couple of magical teams and a couple of physical teams to take care of the bugs. Is she talking about Final Fantasy IV? No, she's no, talking I'm about talking Devil about Survivor. Devil Survivor Overclocked. Oh, good. I was reading about bugs. <laughs> no, <they're... laughs> and I got credentialed this week. Yay! Or I guess last week. Yay! For what? Only... what are you For talking E3. About? For uh, as as press or what? Yeah. yeah. Reminds me. We should talk about that Awkward after the show. <laughs> yes, I know. We will. Okay. That's what I've been doing this week. Someone else talk now. All right. Uh, let's see. I played some Terra uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, never really talked about it on the show. That is an MMO. It is a Korean MMO. And all I have to say is if you've played Aeon or other Korean MMOs that look fancy, you've played Terra. And, um, but, 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 but it played so much better. Yeah, the, we uh, no, no, it. no, I should, you're right, I need to give credit to the combat system for being different, it's a little bit more action-oriented, there's counters and stuff, but you're still really just pounding on buttons. Well, you what know? do you want to do, pound with your face? I, it, I'm just saying, the same MMO, way of interacting with MMOs is present here, is not that <coughs> There's no well, auto-attack, though, so that's, that's a big difference. And it might be better than Aeon Noodle, but that doesn't mean it's good. I'm just trying to figure out what you good. want. I mean, you want to play a game on a PC, but you don't want to use buttons. Uh, I'd like... I No, I expect MMOs to have more modern staples that we're used to from games like World of Warcraft, Star Wars, that sort of stuff. And this game is... What does World of Warcraft of have that sorry? this game doesn't have? Quality what, of life what features. Is... Like, this, this game feels like a barely translated Korean MMO. I mean, uh. one of the biggest issues, like, the text box is a piece of crap, the chat sucks, they have, they, the, all these things that people just give passes to MMOs and say, oh, that'll come, like, six to 12 months into the life cycle of the MMO, I don't consider that to be acceptable anymore. Like, no, these I don't sorts either. of things need to be here now, and the UI in this thing is a piece of crap, and it's, it feels very, like, this, it, it's not made for our market, 
uh, more or less. Like the things that we find important here um, are not the things that the that the people that they've targeted this at find important. They're they're going to add them. They're going to make it work, but it's just not there yet. And it and and just the feel of it is very grindy, um, and and that feel is it, it, when you come from a game like. We, you, Look at what I've been playing. Star Wars The Old Republic that has full voice acting for every quest in the damn game. And I come to this that has, like, no voice acting for anything except some of the two or three cutscenes that I've seen so far. It's, it's a big difference. And so my expectations have changed. And so this is like, man, this thing looks pretty. But it's really, when you get down to it, it's the same as, like, many... At, at its core, it feels the same as many of the other Asian MMOs that I've been playing. And, you know, it's just 25,000 different ways to craft, 25,000 different ways to go about grinding and it's like okay great but if my focus of playing an mmo is no longer grinding due to the paradigm shift and more recent mmos that give you other things to do to get experience well um yeah it, it just doesn't feel like modern it doesn't feel like relevant anymore so i don't okay i, I guess that's 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 how, i mean if all you want to do is go in and kill some monsters this game's gonna satisfy that for you absolutely and you want to be have a game that doesn't have an auto attack, and you have to like combo things and come up with good attack orders and stuff. That it's got that too. So, I mean, don't think it's all bad or anything. But it doesn't feel like the raids you were going on, Mike, because that was all end game content they were showing you, and that mm-hmm. is not that is not the experience while you are leveling. It is not that game. That game is for okay. when you when you finish up and you get twenty five people different jobs and you're all working together and you know your abilities and are able to execute your stuff and execute your strengths and work together as a team and that is not in level one to twenty which is what they were showing. So that's as far as you can get. Yeah, in the first one. Yep. So I mm. I I'll be honest with you, Mike. I'd love to play the game you were playing at E three where they were showing you off the raids and the dungeons and stuff. Um, because yeah. that that sounds like the payoff, like all this work, all this grinding. Now I get to do these executed, like choreographed battles and dealing with everything. And I need to know my skill in this part. And if one of us messes up, we all die. So there's that tension. But um, you know, it takes a long time to get there. Mm-hmm. So ah. that's lame. Well, I, I'm, we should have expected it, right? I mean, how do you give that experience without being an end game? Because well. You could have had uh, plateaus where... Um, well, yeah, I will say this. I did not make it to the level 20. And it, apparently there was some dungeon that people were running at 20. Mm-hmm. So maybe level 20 is kind of one of those plateaus, sort of? How long did you play it? Um, I played like 10 hours or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was only up yeah, for a week. Yeah, four nights, I think. See, I think it'd be like... I think after 10 hours, you should have reached a certain point where they're like, okay, you need to do something fun because this grind is grindy. And, and so that's disappointing. What I felt like was, man, this grind is grindy. I need to go play another game that's more fun. And I honestly, yeah. as stupid as it sounds, I think I logged out and went into another MMO, but <laughs> it felt less grindy to me. So, Right. No, that's fine. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about, like, after, like, 10 hours of logged-in time in, say, something like World of Warcraft, um... With all of the quality of life improvements like guild perks and heirlooms, you've already got a character at level 30 out of 85 yeah. in less than 10 hours. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, and, and part of this is, you know, I'm playing by myself. So maybe that's a big deal. It, MMOs mm-hmm. are not meant to be played solo. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. A lot of them are, have content for solo people, including WoW. But they're always better when you're playing with other people. So that could help here. 
So I, I, I guess I don't know. You know, if 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 you're cool with the way MMOs have been and are, this has a little bit different stuff in there. And if you're ready to grind through another MMO, you're probably not going to have the complaints I had. But if you're kind of looking for the next evolution, and I kind of am, <laughs> you know, it might you might. Still yeah, be it was looking. funny. Uh, a year ago, you would ask me that. I'd probably been like, no, grinding's fine. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But after getting through Abyssia and be like, oh, I want to level a job. Why don't I do that for two weeks? And then have <laughs> a new job. You've been spoiled by 11. <laughs> I know. And it's like, wait, I don't want to go grind for three months anymore. Yeah. It doesn't... I mean, this is where I think people need to stop building MMOs where the whole point is to get to the end. And then you just start be like, when you... Yeah, and that's really finish a zone. Yeah, you need to be able to be like, I want to escape this zone and have sort of a scene with some sort of battle involved and things like yeah. that. And if you don't, you can't leave. You that's know, that one kind of the thing. nice parts about the Star Wars stories. Like every ten to twenty, every like ten levels or so, you have gigantic things happening in your story, and it's like there's there's all these these culminations going on, and it's like you feel like you're making progress and things are changing and you're you're affecting the world, um, mm-hmm. in in like kind of a big way. So. I appreciate that yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, what else did I play? A bunch of Mass Effect stuff. So I, I said Mass Effect 3 is coming out. It's time. So I reinstalled Mass Effect 2. I've played through all the DLC. Um, I said I was going to. I've done it. And Manny, you are so out? right. The Shadow Broker is the only good DLC. <laughs> <laughs> Like, by no, it's funny. Far. Overlord wasn't bad, but it didn't feel like it was something that you should be paying extra for. It was just a weird little sci-fi plot thing, and so it I was didn't... just a. It just felt like a mission at the end. Yeah. It just felt like, oh, that was a mission in this game. Why did I pay ten dollars for that? I love the opening mission of Kasumi's Stolen Memory, like where you go into the party and stuff. I actually appreciated mm-hmm. that just for being so different. So I like that, but it was so short overall. That whole DLC, I can't recommend it. Um, and then the arrival stuff was just kind of like. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. That- well, it's like major decisions happen that you actually don't get to choose. You don't bring your party members with you. And this is like an obscure pe- like an obscure piece of DLC that came out like a year after the game came out that directly ties into Mass Effect 3. Yeah. I mean, if anyone played the Mass Effect 3 demo, when I started that demo out, I was like, wait, where's my ship? Wait, why don't I have but, a rank? You know, wait, it doesn't what? actually fully explain that. It gives it gives a little bit of background so that they could explain it. But they don't actually go to the trouble of sealing off and tying off Mass Effect 2 in that DLC. And that's kind of like... a point? Well, yeah, and and that's why I'm like, well, yeah, I can see how they're going to use the events of this DLC to justify how, you know, the ship's, you know, where his ship is, where his rank is and stuff. But they didn't actually do it. And it just feels kind of like, well... You gave me another ending without ending, and which is like the Mass Effect Two ending overall kind of an issue. And it's like, I, I so it's like, well, is that really worth it? Because that's oh, Bioware. I mean, that that could have all been done in like a cutscene or a catch up. And like, yeah, I got to play through it, but honestly, yeah, but alone but here's, without here's, your party members. Here's my problem. Well, you get a party member for part of it, um, but yeah, you're right. Most of it is alone, which I don't understand why that was. And quite frankly, the combat of that of of uh, the arrival sucks. It was just a bunch of let's just throw a bunch of really high level dudes. that's going to take you a while to shoot and kill and put timers <laughs> in the missions, and you'll enjoy that, right? Well, like, well, no, actually, the combat, in my opinion, is the, one of the weaker parts of Mass Effect. And yeah, Mass Effect 2's shooter combat's better than Mass Effect One's from a combat perspective, but it's still not why I play the game. 
And so <laughs> you, you and then they adjust the balance in such a way that it makes the battles not fun. So they just go on for a long, long time, and that's supposed to be challenging. That's not challenging. That's just boring. And so I don't like the combat. And since that's a lot of what you're doing in the arrival, it's like I can't recommend that. And you even you said yourself the payoff isn't even worth it, right? The story it's, payoff. You know, I, it, if it was a five dollar piece of content and like they did like the meat of it better, yeah, I'd say it's worth it. But it, um, in context of what you're getting for your money, I don't think it's worth it. You know, and they don't go all the way to like to close it out. So yeah, I. And you know the f- strange thing is I feel strange about the Shadow Broker because while that's the best – I think that's the best piece of DLC and it does things that the regular game doesn't do. Actually, it does new things. It takes you to new places and it yeah. has an engaging story and there's some twists wow. and turns. And I'm, I like the lore and they give you a bunch of stuff if you're into the lore once you finish it. And I, oh, love I that. think it's great but at the same time it feels so strange because it feels like in a strange way that should have been a part of the game because yeah. if you had any connection with uh, – I'm guessing like – 50% of people who play Mass Effect, either you had the human, Caden or Ashley, or you were with Liara. Yeah. So a good chunk of people who play Mass Effect 1 had a relationship with Liara. And the only way to continue that relationship or even do anything with that relationship to carry it forward from Mass Effect into Mass Effect 2 and then further advance it in Mass Effect 3 is to spend an additional like 7 to $10 outside of the game and then play this extra DLC. It seems like that kind of story resolution should have been a core part of the experience. Well, and- it, and you know what else it ties into? If you bought that comic series that they launched when Mass Effect 2 came out, like um, I don't know, Redemption or whatever it's called, like, yeah, that so. series wraps up in this DLC, the Shadow Broker DLC. So like, they're paying off for people who invested in that, too. So it just feels like the best payoff DLC out of all of them, by far. But at the same time, I feel like it should have been in like proper Mass Effect, considering like, that kind of resolution. Like, so many people cheated on Liara. Just because she wasn't available in the first game. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. It's just for them. strange. I see it's the best DLC, but it's, I feel kind of like, well, shouldn't I have this core story resolution with a character that my character loved? <clears throat> yep. I agree. Something I don't know. Good. Bioware. I get, it's so strange. It's recently, have you noticed like the, 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 the usual fan? Like the, the, the internet talk, the internet buzz is that like Bioware is now worse than Activision Blizzard in people's eyes. Yeah. Uh, well, I, it I seems think a lot obvious of people were saying. Kind of, oh, go ahead. Bioware were going to be the next company to fall. Uh, you know, the next company that EA buy out that falls shortly afterwards. You know, joining the other ones, stuff like Origin, uh, Maxis, Westwood. I kind yeah, of think. People are just not happy with how they're handling their DLC. People aren't just aren't happy with how they handle Dragon Age 2. They're not happy that uh, that the next Command and Conquer game, for some reason, is a Bioware title. Even though it's- uh, Oh, and the marketing. It's like, you know, it's funny. You were joking how Pokemon was going to be the next one to have... Uh, uh, Skylanders What's it called? Figures, Collectible yeah. figures, right? <laughs> That's already Mass Effect. You buy the action figures. You buy oh, the comic. Right. You buy... You buy the, your Slurpee cup, you buy the art book, and you'll get a code for items in every single one. Oh, you're right. Yeah, well, I nobody would get on board with this during the Game of the Year podcast, but I, I worry about Bioware more than any other company. So, I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, I had fun doing all that, though. And it was fun getting back into Mass Effect 2 and getting my skills and realizing that, man, I hope they clean up the combat systems, because... I don't want to play the same combat as it is in 3. 
And I'm definitely going by... I went Soldier in Mass Effect 2. I'm so getting biotic abilities for the next one because tired of having soldier limitations. Um, oh, I even played the damn... You know, I've, I've read through a lot of the comics, um, like the one about the Elusive Man and the, uh, the one about Liara. Um, I've still got the one about the... What's her face off of uh, Omega to read through, so I'm hoping that's good because the other ones have been fun to read through, so I'm liking that. So the comics are good. How many comics are there? Um, there's basically three. three series and then one combo issue that has kind of a mini eight-page comic, two mini eight-page comics in it. So, and and when are you going to buy the action figures? I do not plan on buying the action figures. When are you going to get the special? I was playing through the iPhone game for Mass Effect Two again, though, to try and <coughs> wrap that up and get Wait, all Jason's story. Which one? Well, I never really finished it, so it's Mass Effect oh, the first Galaxy. One? Yeah, it's oh very, the terrible top-down one. It's really not good. And no, it's making it's it hard not. to finish because I want to get all the story stuff. I'm, I'm trying to immerse myself in the lore completely. I also read Mass Effect Ascension, the book. Um, I went through it in audiobook at double speed, and that makes a book Wait, go is really that the quick. first Mass Effect book? That is the th- second of the three good books. So there's um, the it's first the one. It's the two-copition one. Yeah, so there's the first one that predates Mass Effect 1 by 12 years or so. There's the second book yeah. that I just read that happens right around the end of Mass Effect 1. And then there's a third one I haven't read yet, which um, I will be um, yeah. reading probably before the game. Yeah, basically Sunday, once Drew Capuzian starts running them, stop reading them. Yeah, then there's the William Deeds one, which I won't be reading since it has apparently a bunch of issues where they don't respect basic. I don't know. I see. I think that Deeds isn't that great of a writer. I mean, um, mm. his books when it comes to game fictions are usually the worst ones in the series. Mm. Like his. Uh, People genuinely like the Halo novels, strangely enough, mm-hmm. except for the one that, that he wrote. Well, Carpishin was the lead writer of Mass Effect 1 and 2, wasn't he? So and he should Dragon know the Age, law. right? Was he in Dragon yeah, Age as well? He didn't, yeah, he wasn't the one for ME3, though. Oh, okay. He worked on The Old Republic while they were making it instead. Yeah. And now, uh, and now he left Bioware, right? Yep, yep. he's gone. He wants to yeah, he's write his own work. author now. Okay. Uh, let's see. What do I need? Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Vita. Tons of Vita stuff I've been playing. I finished Corpse Party, and that game is not meant for me. I can't handle horror movie stuff like that game does, is what I decided, but I forced myself to finish it. And I have to say, it was an enjoyable graphic novel experience, but um, very creepy. And I've read up on all the, the follow-up stuff that they're doing for that story and stuff to try and get some closure, but... Um, <laughs> This is not a game of happy endings. This is not a game of people. Um, <laughs> what? How do I want to put it? Surviving their fates and stuff like that. So this is a creepy horror game. So if you are into that stuff and those sorts of movies, this game delivers so much for you. Um, it's a well-done, well-told story. Lots of endings, lots of cool little stuff. The music is so good in Corpse Party. Um, and I don't think I will ever play another one in this series because it just... <laughs> It's one of those games that I play it and I have to like do something else un- until I fall asleep because if I just sit there laying in bed, it just creeps me out because it's, it's scary <laughs> for me. Um, yeah, I got through the first chapter and then ran away. <laughs> you didn't even play it anymore? <laughs> no, I've got it on my beta, so I'll probably attack it at some point later. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I say just like dive all the way in, get through it as much as possible so that you can move on with your life after it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Oh man, the the, the follow up game that's probably not going to come here, 
like between Corpse Party 1 and Corpse Party 2, which might come here. Um, it's very different, very weird. It's like a point-and-click adventure game. And I, I went through some of the cutscenes and watched videos on YouTube. That is... Things don't get better for those characters. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to put it. I guess. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um... What did I want to say? Oh, um, by far the game I've been playing the most and enjoying the most is Hot Shots Golf on the Vita. So I'm still picking that as like my favorite Vita game right now. Uh, though I did start playing Katamari, and that is fun. I'm having fun with Katamari again and enjoying the idea of replaying levels to get bigger Katamaris. And I got to tell you, having two sticks really is a requirement. So those other PSP versions, you know, they just didn't do it. But this one, this one works. So if you want to try, a, if you're ready to get back in Katamari, you haven't played for a long time. This one's good. The only problem is that I I feel that it has probably the 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 music on it is not as good as the other games in the series. So I, I'm a little disappointed in that. And does anyone care about anything Vita? I picked up Wipeout. That's really fun. That looks cool. Yeah, my uh, terrible load times, right? Yeah, oh, load yeah, times, load times take forever, awful. even after the patch they put in. Yeah. Oh, there's a patch? Yeah, 1.01. There's a 1.01 patch. Oh, right. I haven't seen that yet. Um, you have to go... Remember, patches don't always like pop up automatically. You have to like go to the library and look for the little orange icon at the top and yeah. tap on it before you'll get the patch. <sighs> yeah. When is Sony going to get UI right? I don't know. They do not have the UI right on this thing. But... Um, you know, whatever. Me and I think that's the problem. I think that it's because they're a hardware company. They think about the hardware first, and then the interface afterwards, and the software afterwards. Yeah. I don't know, man. The uh, oh, uh, online on Hot Shots is really awkward. Did some online games with Max Storm. Did some with uh, Kazrico from the chat Yeah, room. I heard. I was on Twitter listening to your spam. Okay, first. Okay, Mac. First, you need to log into the thing. Okay. Now you need to go online and look for the room that everyone else is joining. <laughs> but, uh, but first, set your character and your avatar to the proper. Th- okay. Now, once you're in the thing, you have to wait for me to jump in, and at the exact same time, when it, it's like, gee, are you launching a nuclear it's, sub? What's I mean, what's going on? It's mostly like you described, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really awkward and stupid. You can't just join friends game or something like that. There's no ability to do that. The online is stupid. Oh, Sony, oh, Sony. Oh man! However, the um, uh, blast blue on the Vita is amazing. Oh, so I got to get I that too. That. Is what you're saying? Can we play Basically, online yeah. if I buy that? Yeah. Can okay. I play first, it? only I you have to so. do it under a full moon. You have to rotate <laughs> three times. Man, I picked up Mutant Blobs Attacks, but I haven't tried it yet. And, and I hear everyone good is things, talking about that. I hear good things about Mod Nation Racers from some people, bad things from other people. So I'm going to try the demo. It doesn't have online play. I know it doesn't have online, but. So what's the point? If, in a cart well, racer, if, if it's if it's fun to play, that's the point. And you can download levels and stuff that people have made. It's a online. cart racer. It's I like, know. are you going to spend what, what? What are the most fun memories you had with Mario Kart when you mastered the 500 CC cup, or when you played? Now with wait a and- second. Wait a second. Super Nintendo Mario Kart did not have online. Yeah, but that's nor because did your friends n- came nor did over. the N64. Yeah, because your friends because your friends over. came over. Yes, and they don't come over anymore. My friends don't love me anymore. You're right. No, I'm sorry. This is a this has nope. become much tragic. This has become a no friends party. Oh, <laughs> I'm done. All right, someone else talk about what they've been playing. Um, well, my uh, my pick, if had there been a cast last week, would have been Blaz Blue on the Vita. Um, I, I only have Blaz Blue and Wipeout for my uh, Vita so far. 
Uh, and Blaz Blue is by far the better game. Is that um, in I English think... or Japanese? No, that's in uh, what, Blaz Blue? No, it's in English. Okay, okay. so yeah. can you tell me what this baloney is with these $6 DLCs that give you quote-unquote system voices? Uh, I think you're being overcharged. What are they? <laughs> um, well, you know, the um, it, basically it's the match announcer. Oh, so that's what it is. So you're buying one of the character voices to be the sis- the match announcer. Yeah, basically. So don't buy those. Got it. Yeah, because um, <laughs> uh, unless, I don't know, you're some kind of like diehard fan of the voice actress or something. So does this have online? Because I just found out the 3DS version I have does not have online. Uh, hang on, let me check. On the main menu... I think it does. Yeah, I think it does. Um, okay. There is both ad hoc and PlayStation Network. I will go continue with my efforts to Guzex my 3DS version then. Because, um, <laughs> well, I presume it uses some of, the, some of the similar stuff from the last PS3 release. So Yeah, I think it's based on this, at least. I mean, the, the Vita version is basically the PS3 game, but on a smaller screen and portable. There, there's no, there's no uh, like, quality, because it is just a 2D sprite fighter. There is no... The Vita is capable of displaying it as fast as the PS3 is, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, which does mean it is very, very nice to look at. Uh, I have managed to get it to chug, but only via training mode and move spamming. That's it. And I can probably make the PS3 do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm curious well, for you Vita owners, do you guys care about your trophies and all, like your handheld trophies now? Nah, I don't give a crap. No? I mean, that was I one of the big selling the points, right? That finally getting trophies on handheld. Nobody cares. It's nice to see them pop up, but I don't care enough to go find them. All right. There's a trophy button on the home screen somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the game, uh, my, my, my uh, pick for this week, even though I've only had it since yesterday, would probably be SSX on the PS3. Um, you know that yeah. old snowboarding franchise? Everyone knows that. Yeah, SSX, but this time yeah, they, the they system. The, they, have, they have franchise zombie, zombified it, and it's actu- actually turned out to be good. Have you ever been snowboarding? Um, and, you big snowboarding fan? Uh, no, I I I, I'm, I ski, but that's about it. All right, cool. And SSX has never really been about realism. This remember the reboot before they changed it again? It was it was like Call of Duty meets SSX yeah. with guns. Um, but no, this one is is very much not. Uh, they've yeah, gone thankfully. Back, they've gone back to real world locations. Um, and apparently they used, um, they did like get map data from NASA for, in order to get the like basic shape, but then the level designers kind of built their own courses, which I think is the only way you can really feasibly snowboard down Mount Everest. Cause I, th- I don't think Mount Everest in its current state is the kind of thing you can snowboard, snowboard down. down. Yeah. Right from the top. No problem. Yeah. With and the there are con- masks. That's why you. Well, that's that's you. It's funny you mention that, but they've got um, they've got a a mechanic where you have to uh, get various tracks have um, different hazards, and in fact, the the game has a kind of very brief story mode, which is centered around these deadly descents, which all have some kind of major hazard that you have to work your way around. Um, And low oxygen is one of them, and I think that 
is one of the Himalayan ones is is low oxygen but there's also stuff like um uh darkness you can you you have to buy a headlamp hmm. um avalanches uh ice you have to go down with an ice pick so you can do extremely tight turns because the ice doesn't let you otherwise so i didn't hear what um what system did you get it for i got it for ps3 so you got mount fuji uh- um, yeah, apparently, I've, I've, because I can't connect my PS3 to the internet at the moment, I don't know whether I've got it or not. What's the S360 exclusive? Uh, in the UK, it is basically one character, which I think is from another older SSX game, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Wachowski, and okay, so- uh, a series of levels set on Mount Fuji. Oh, okay, so wait, PS3, wait, 360 Mount Fuji too? Or? No, yeah. only in Japan. In England, in England, it's P- oh, uh, Mount Fuji both oh it's both there in the u.s uh i believe ps3 is the only one that gets mount fuji then what's the on 360 say what what do you get on 360 you don't you just don't get anything that's actually the best Ah, sony (laughs) (laughs) the um because it gives you a nice set of uh sort of mountain ranges to go um snowboarding down and the tricks are as silly as ever um which I think is kind of what SSX was all about when it first came out, before they tried making it sort of ultra-realistic. Was is you know, a character with the ability to break dance on a snowboard. Why not? Break dance. Um, okay. And that's, I think that's about it, actually. Uh, and I think when I was on the um, recent backtrack that did Kingdom Hearts, I mentioned I did manage to down, I don't know, do I mention previously that I managed to down Deathwing in World of Warcraft finally? No, so you downed him? Yeah, yeah. only in Ragefinder, in yeah. easy mode because that's all easy I really have time for easy mode victory <laughs> but eh, it's nice to have done it, I've never raided anything like as it's current level kind of thing so it's not, even if it's even if I'm doing it in easy mode, it is kind of nice to do it, sort of thing there's still a small sense of accomplishment. And that's about it. Oh, man. I've been going through GameFAQs message board to try and figure out how to reset the save file in this BlazBlue game for 3DS so I can return it. The game I just started playing during this podcast, and now by the end of the podcast I want to uh, to uh, to sell it on you Goosex. Can't. You cannot reset the save file. Oh, Japan. <laughs> oh, but the answer... But I've also confirmed that you should never use the GameFAQs message boards. You, people answer, asking honest questions and getting the most hellacious, terrible, evil responses ever. Just, oh. It's so... No, that's just the internet in general. You can ask, like, any legitimate... Qu- Do you remember that Penny, Kate, Penny Arcade thing? The guy was having a problem playing The Witcher 2, and he's like, Hey, guys, uh... I was wondering if there's something I can do to make uh, Witcher 2 run on my system better. This is my current graphics card, and I have this much memory. And all the comments are, you're using that thing? What's wrong with you? What, are you gay? What's it? And, it, and it just goes up to the other guy, in, um, and he just punches him in the face. And he's like, why'd you hit me? Because I can't hit the internet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You have no idea how much that happens to Mac users, too. You could ask a simple question like, oh, is there going to be a Mac? Why aren't you playing on PC? What's wrong with you? What are you afraid of? Of course you bite your Well, you could say hey, that only happened once on Runic. Can stick to uh, um, moderated forums, but yeah. It's so I'm like, I just wanted to ask one question. That's all I wanted. Oh, you asked a question and got killed? 
Oh, it just happens to me. In ge- it just happens in general. It's kind of tribalism. It's like, dude, it's one question. Just asked. Oh. Yeah. A couple of times on the runic forums, people got jumped on for why are you playing it on the Mac? And it's like, um, realize came out on ninety percent of the people that work at Runic have Macs at home, right? <laughs> I mean, just saying. Yeah. So, Michael, what have you been playing? Mostly uh, Amalur. Amalur, okay. Um, so I have to. Oh, did you already cover this? The I was, I was wondering if I, I think I might have zoned out. Are you excited about the DLC at all? I don't know because I can't get through the game. I'm just playing and playing and playing and not getting anywhere. And I'm really enjoying content. it, so I don't care. <laughs> I know it's so, like here's I, more content. And I'm like, where are you going to put that in my life? I don't have enough time to finish <laughs> what I have. I was wondering, do you already have multiple houses? No. Do you have I any houses? I've barely gotten through twenty percent of the game. Yeah, I got the first one because otherwise your inventory just starts crying. Got it. So. Is it like I, a big actually, palatial estate, like they're describing in the DLC? No, it's um, it's a, it was a shack, and then I <laughs> paid some guy a bunch. It was literally like, here's this crappy house nobody wants. I'm like, okay, but it has a chest in it, right? <laughs> right. And so That's I go to this guy, part. and he's like, for 300 gold, I'll make it bigger. I'm like, okay, oh. you're gonna do that a lot because I have like 12,000 gold. So you're gonna do this until you're done. And now it's like three floors with an alchemy lab and a stage crafting hey. lab. And I wish I had a blacksmithing lab, but I actually have to walk across the street they for that. I'm, they didn't get that people. idea from Oblivion or Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and the chest got a little bigger. And um, I think I got a couple goodies when I looked around. But uh, now I'm just glad that they were smart enough to put the chest by the door because it's run in, throw the crap in the chest and leave. I don't care how big it is. Um, I actually had to push the story far enough because I wanted to buy, uh, I wanted to respec, but I couldn't find enough trainers that I could uh, spend all my money. So I had to push the story far enough that it would open a city so I could respec. <laughs> That's the only way I seem to push the story is, well, my stats suck. I think I'll go fix that. And um, if you want to break the game, I'm not going to play on normal anymore. I'm going to play only on hard. Because I'm finding weapons that are like half the power of what I've crafted. So I think I'm just going to stick with crafting and beat the crap out of everything. Are you still going to do every little side quest, even if it's like kill five pelt, get five pelts of this? That's the thing. People are like, well, kill, kill the wolves. I'm like, well, the wolves are between me and the next faction quest that I'm doing. So the wolves are going to die. Yeah, but then you're like, it's still like three loads. Okay, load to get out of the... Out of the room load? after I talk to the guy. Load to fast travel to the where it is. Load to get in to, to go back in and return where, the quest. Where is this loading you're seeing? Well, I guess if you really are doing everything in the, in the exact same area at the exact same time and not going back to do it, it must be much easier. Even when I fast track, we're talking about a 10 second load to jump across the world. Wait, you're playing on PC, right? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah, my laptop's fine. It handles it great. Oh, I, like I said, I'm always coming from the console perspective, so. Yeah, I, I can't enough. play Fair it enough. with the keyboard. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I have to have my 360 controller. I, I can't play it. So much fun. Mm-hmm. Well, who knows? Pretty soon I'll be joining you as a PC gamer with my new Steam box. There you go. Oh, I heard about that. <laughs> <It's really necessary. laughs> if you guys want to talk about that briefly, or <clears throat> this should have been a new story. Oh, no. I don't know. So, Do we cover like incredibly obscene rumors? I mean, 
Does yes. this have Hello, any RP gamer? Does this have Rumors any foundation behind it? Rumor playing gamer. Yeah. <laughs> I this this rumor seems to have absolutely zero foundation behind it. Oh, John, what have you been playing? You've already asked me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so I, it's just been gone playing. on so long. <laughs> Who hasn't Ooh. gone? Alex hasn't. Alex. Alex. Yeah. I've I been playing a lot of the last story because uh-huh. that came out last week. Okay. Because we hate you. Uh, if I want to compare it to Xenoblade, I'd say Xenoblade's just about better but they concentrate on different things so while Xenoblade concentrates more on exploration and side quests Last Story is more about the battle system and characters uh. the battle system's sort of fairly action based so you've got the it's mostly about sort of running around and whacking things because you're in charge of Zale the main character most of the time and you have the sort of gathering option, which basically makes anyone who can see you concentrate solely on you. <laughs> so after you use that, it's basically running around, avoiding things while everyone else in your party causes massive damage. Mm. <sighs> cool. Uh, I'm about, I think I'm about two-thirds of the way through it at the moment. So I should be able to complete it this week. Are you going to review it for us? Yes. I am you at person, so. Yes, I'm a person, you know. <laughs> like that. Well, don't you do previews too? Yeah. So, in fact, I think your title yeah, on the post is previewer. So. It's previewer slash reviewer now. But previewer no, fine. First preview, I don't even have to play the game, so, yeah. <laughs> If we want to be really fancy, we'll do like parenthesis P parenthesis reviewer. Yeah. That's too much effort. Sweet. All right. Now are we done? I think we're done. Thanks, everybody. Good catch up. Good long catch up show. Wait, we talked to Manny, didn't we? I didn't go. Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) It doesn't end. You got all next week. No, what did you play, Manny? thought we did Aww, for some reason. thank you for asking. I, I could have sworn you did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. on so long. So, the Borderlands is downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I finished off Bastion. Chris, when are you going to finish off Bastion? <laughs> he, told that, his, he told his friends he'd finish the game, but he didn't know when he was actually going to do it. Oh. Shut up. That's my attempt. <laughs> that was really bad. Well, I'm See, I'm not, not, I do not because it was terrible. Just, I do not just have it. that guy's voice. You should laugh because it was terrible. It was terrible. You guys are mean. It was, it was almost terrible. I swear. Terrible. That was a terrible Cleveland. That was. That was no as when Barkley. Who's Cleveland? Cleveland, Cleveland the guy from Family yeah, Guy. What is that? Who was doing Cleveland? I don't through. know. He thinks Charles Barkley is Cleveland. Oh, no, that's Charles Barkley, Manny. That's... No, that's what I'm saying. It's Cleveland, too. He's popularist. All right. He doesn't say terrible. Yes, he does. does. Maybe does he's he really? also imitating Charles Barkley. Yeah. Maybe. Or mm. Gnarls Barkley. No, what? probably not. Probably not Gnarls Barkley. That would be interesting. 
So you know what? What did you, what? I, did I, you so play, I Manny? <laughs> and it was, it was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I started playing Bioshock 2. Ooh. Fancy. Ooh. I know. I, unfortunately, we don't have time for me to go into a big tirade about that game. So <laughs> I'll save it for next week after I beat it. Wait. Did you say... Wait, I, for some reason... Bioshock 2? Yeah, Bioshock 2. Like, you played that voluntarily? Not just the Minerva's stuff? I'm playing through the main campaign right now. I'm almost done with it. Are you liking it? Do you, all right, if you want to get into it, let's get into it. Uh, it's strange. It's, mm. it's a very strange game. I'm, I'm mixed on it. I think the, the core mechanics are just fine. In, in some ways, it's, it, it plays better than Bioshock 1 did, the way you can have one plasmid out and one weapon out at the same time. And sort of the gene tonics are pretty good too. And the hacking is much better than it was before. It's faster. It goes quicker. But the gameplay loop they have you in is this sort of repetitive. It's this really repetitive thing that sort of grinds down on you in the center of the game. So it's like the gameplay loop is, okay, you get into a new area, find the big daddy, kill big daddy, adopt little sister, find two bodies, extract at. Oh, before you extract the atom from these bodies, set up your traps and your mini turrets and get ready for wave after wave of enemy while she extracts atom. Okay, once you finish off the wave, pick up Big Dad, pick up Little Sister, go to next dead body, put girl in vent, find next Big Daddy. You do that three times, like per level. And of course, you're doing like little story stuff in between. But it's like that core gameplay loop of find Big Daddy, harvest girl. Kill do 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 do. It's repeated one too many times. Okay. Just but, one you know, too it, many. Like ten too many. Okay. <laughs> but which is why I think Minerva's Den is so interesting because from what everyone's telling me, it's a condensed experience of Bioshock Two. It's just the basic core, like a five-hour experience. But you need you do maybe some of the, the story from Two, right, to fully understand it. That's why I think I played through it. I fear I bought the main game. I might as well play it through at least once. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, it, but you know, it's funny. The story is it, it's interesting. It's interesting, but it's also creatively bankrupt. Mm. Which it, it, it is, it feels so strange because it seems like, you know, I don't care. Bioshock, I'm going to spoil the hell out of Bioshock 2 if you ever plan on playing this game. Spoilers. Okay. I'm, I haven't even beat the game yet, so I can't even spoil it massively. But. So I'm sure there's a big twist at the end. But I'll try. But it's just, okay, so, you know, like the big thing about Bioshock 1 is you're in this Ayn Rand dystopian sort of failed utopia. So what this game does is instead of an Ayn Rand failed utopia, it's like you have Ryan sort of, you have the anti-Ryan, this lady called Lamb, who's like a super communist, like super uber, uber communist and it's like, and she messes up the world by wanting everyone to be like this one unity, everyone working for each other. It's just like instead of going somewhere new, well, I guess that's the whole problem with Bioshock. That you're not going anywhere new. You're retreading the same old grounds just in a place you haven't seen before. And this time, instead of crazy individualists, you have crazy communists. So it's, it's kind of, it, while interesting at times, and it's keeping me engaged the whole time I'm playing and being like, Okay, so this is your version of the Big Daddy moment. Okay, this is your version of this is your twist on who you're and who you get to be. Okay, so this I see. And so instead of super individuals doing what they want to, you're, you want a super utopian who wants mm. to be for the people have no individuality whatsoever. Okay, I get it. it it's just a strange mix. I, I can definitely see how this is a game that probably shouldn't have existed. 
but while it's but what is there is interesting and at least it's fun to play sometimes 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what i'm saying i think minerva's den is the perfect experience because i'm sure people are thinking you know what i liked rapture i wouldn't mind seeing like a little vignette inside rapture mm-hmm. or seeing something interesting and i'm sure minerva's den is just that small little gameplay loop you only deal with the with the with the, with the little sisters a few times you have your good better weapons you have your better combat and it, de- it deals with things that the first game they dealt with, like race in Bioshock. Like, why would why like why an African American character would never want like why don't you splice white? You know that kind of and dealing with those kind of implications, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So you know, small little focused experience. But I don't know. That's that's my little tirade on uh, Bioshock. I'm sure people are going to disagree with me. No, I think no. I'm glad you said that. All right. But I'm just kind of glad, like, as I'm playing this, I'm thinking to myself, you know what, I'm really glad that Ken Levine said, you know what, we told our story, we're going to move on to the next thing, and if you see what the next thing is, it's it's Bioshock Infinite, it looks fantastic. Hmm. See, I'm trying to figure out, should I play this or not? Or should I just Minerva's play Minerva's Den? Den? Minerva's Den um, well, didn't we get it for free as a patch? Or do you have to pay for it? For it's, uh, for, I got I'm it for on PC, so... So you probably maybe you got to get it for free. Just play Minerva's Den. Don't worry about anything of the any of the la, any of the lamb stuff. Okay. Don't don't worry about any of that. Just just play Minerva's Den. See like see through. Do you his think I'll be able to understand it without the Bioshock Two story? Though? I think it's pretty self-contained. Okay. It's it's taking place in yet another part of Rapture oh, that you've never seen. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have a lot of those apparently. Yeah, yeah. There's always something. I didn't realize how big that city really was. Hmm. Yeah, no kidding. You know, there's an entire train system that no one uses. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> of course, the trains. Yeah. You know, forget the bathospheres. All right, so, <laughs> gosh, I think now we're done. Just checking. Mm-hmm. Speak now or forever. Yep. Hold your peace till next week. All right, next week we'll have initial Mass Effect three impressions. We will have um, what else happens this week? Anything? iPad. I, well, an iPad t- three discussion. I'm sure people will love to hear that on this show. Hey, 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 hey! If the if what's it called? If Infinity Blade people come on stage again to show off their next game, I'm sure people want to hear about that. All right, I, now I'm excited because I kind of like, you know, I well, I say that, but you know, you know what? I honestly want at this point, um, <laughs> I want Infinity Blade two stories just converted to a novel because I find the, the novel and the guy who was writing, Brandon Sorensen or whatever, the guy writing that, is more interesting than the game, <laughs> ultimately. <laughs> you know, I've heard rumors that they're actually working on like a, a more substantial kind of a role-playing experience, not just the punch-out. Ah, now I'm excited. All right, cool. All right, and uh, with that, we will see you next week. And until then, this has been RPG Cast. You can give us your feedback, podcastrpgamer.com, 608-729-4098 if you want to call in and leave a voicemail. You can also send an MP3 file to podcastrpgamer.com. We can play it right here on the show. Um, And message boards at board.rpgamer.com. You can follow RPGamer at twitter.com slash rpgamer. I'm at Sabin1001, S-A-B-I-N-1001. Michael's at M. Tidwell, M. Tidwell. Um, Anna's at A.M. Newfeld, N-E-U-F-E-L-D. Manny's at um, E.M. Mar- Wait. No, Marino. M-E-R-I. It's like a government ID. The, right. Your last name and the first two letters of your first name. Right, right, right. Marino E.M. And yeah. Alex is Severin Mira on Twitter, right? Yep. Yes. And John is not on Twitter. 
the first week that I remembered he's not on Twitter. All right. And with that, <laughs> we're going to sign out. We'll see you next week. Have fun uh, with your, your last few moments for Mass Effect 3, everybody. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.